Show, where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. I'm Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to The Call-In Show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Yo. I don't care who believes us or not, but after last week's debacle... We tested Discord, I think, the day after. I think it was Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. It was Thursday. But magically, it all worked as it used to. We didn't touch a single button, and suddenly Discord worked again. And just to be sure, we tested it again this uh, this afternoon and again just now (laughs) before we went live. So if there is any more Discord oddities like, uh, like what we saw last week, we know that it's the Discord monitors who have been uh, hanging around on our channel who are screwing yep. with things. So hopefully we will not have a, a situation similar to last week. But thank you for bearing with us last week, and we hope not to have a repeat of those sorts of uh, technical difficulties. Anyway, if you're new to the show, thank God, because that means you missed last week's show. You're... It was a disaster. <laughs> you got you to gotta mix one in to keep it fresh every, uh, every once in a while. Uh, if you are new and you want to participate in the show, it works like this. There's a link to the Discord server on which we host the show. That's in the YouTube description. Uh, Hop in the Discord server. There's a roll call channel in there. And uh, from 10 minutes until live, until we go live, you can put your name in the roll call. At live time, I randomize the callers. We put the randomized list back in the roll call, and we'll take calls in that order. So just hang out in one of the waiting rooms while you're waiting to uh, to be taken into the live room. And uh, try to keep your call to uh, two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We'll get through as many callers as we can. Take breaks every half hour to check in on Super Chat on YouTube Streamlabs Stream and DLive. Too many things to say, man. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but maybe you're having trouble getting in or you can't do it live, but you'd still like to participate, we do take questions by email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we will respond to those in the last segment of the show uh lucky red falcor is up first tonight and while you were out last week maybe he can tell the story again but red falcor has made amazing progress on his stutter his his uh segment last week you couldn't even tell seriously he's taken some uh he'll he'll tell you about it but red falcor you there yeah thanks matt yeah appreciate it uh, hey, Blonde, I was so sorry to miss you last week. Uh, yes, I was. I participated in something uh, a couple weeks ago called the Mike Wilson program. Uh, it's really made a big difference for me with my stutter, uh, really given me a lot of control. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, fire away. I, I know. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a topic this week. So I hope yeah, you can see her face right questions. now because. As you were saying last week, people now think he's a fraud. People think he was. I was just going to say, that's people, my question. Yeah. Are you a fraud? Well, but that, see, that has uh, way predated uh, anything I've done to control my stutter. People have always thought it was a fraud. People have somehow thought uh, that I was just kind of attention seeking, that I was trying to do something to be more noticeable. Um, and 
it's an understandable um, uh, belief, but not to me, because I can't imagine anything less convenient than calling into a call-in show where you get two to three minutes and having a stutter trying to get out whatever it is that you're trying to get out. Uh, so no, it's it's not fake. Um, I was terrified to do the program because I was experiencing a period of relative fluency in my life, and I was scared to mess that up. You know, it's kind of a fragile thing, but uh, it's it's really uh, done wonders for me. So wow, I can't even tell. This is so inspiring. Great. I hope to inspire you, Blonde, especially. It, it is <laughs> oh really gosh. cool, man. It's been cool to see your progress on this show just through developing comfort with the show, I think. But whatever you're doing now, like we were talking about last week, it is night and day. It is totally different. Wow. Your quality of life is going to be so different now. I hope so. And it's the kind of thing where I have to keep to keep at it. It's It's like a martial art. Like for most people, fluency is natural, of course. And for me, it's something I have to sort of actively work on and be conscious of. Um, and I'm scared to be conscious of it sometimes because I feel like when I am, uh, it just makes me more disfluent, or at least that's how I used to feel about it. Hmm. Oh, that's so fascinating. So. Yeah, your interactions with people are going to be so different. And can you, just before we give you the boot, can you just like give us a little piece of, of what they did at this program? Did they just like zap you every time you started? <laughs> like tense electroshocks, mostly, yeah. Mostly electroshock therapy. Um, no, it's uh, uh, it's there was a big focus on breathing because breathing is a, a big part of the speaking apparatus that is disrupted in stutterers, and a big part of it also was actually intentional disfluency. So like stuttering in front of strangers on purpose in a particular way to kind of uh, take the fear out of stuttering. Uh, that was a big part of it. But you want to also stutter in a particular way that helps you to hit the words a little harder than you normally would. Like, otherwise I would be doing like easy onset, like my name is Eric. It's completely mm. unnatural. It's completely robotic. So this is more about like, my name is Eric, that sort of thing. Wow, so. that is so cool. Well, congratulations. That's so awesome. And now you're probably gaining confidence because you know that you can do it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sort of opened up to the larger world a bit more, I think. I'm, and I'm also uh, scared because now I get to prove that I'm not perfect even when I don't stutter. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't right. be scared. It's, it's a whole new world for you. Thank you so much for calling. I'm so sorry I missed this call last week. Yeah, it was Jeez. it was awesome. It was just as good last week. It, uh, it's whatever it is. But real quick before we let you go, if anyone else is suffering from a similar issue, what's the name of the program and where can they find it? Because if the results yeah. work as well for other people, this is something people should be checking out. Yeah, uh, the Facebook group is called Stutter with Confidence. And I'm going to check that real quick to make sure that that is correct. Until Zuckerberg um, bans it. Yes, that's right. Uh, Mike Wilson is the name of the of the stuttering coach. Uh, there's also the National Stuttering Association, which is, in my opinion, poorly named because that spells NSA. <laughs> but uh, you can uh, resource people through that, and Mike Wilson is probably one of those people. It's kind of a generic name, I know. Sounds great. But um, well, thank you, man. It's uh. And yeah. if I find out you're a fraud, I will 
I will come and kill you. He might be your uh, hoax block. hate of the week soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> See you, man. Have a good night. Forward to it. Bye. Gosh, it, the, I, I I should have told you about that last week, but yeah, the I couldn't believe the turnaround when he joined. Incredible. <laughs> Are you tearing up? <laughs> Shut up. Holy cow. See this I'm emotional. This show and does not that we can take credit for that, but it what I'm saying is the community aspect of this show watching that sort of progress. Not even watching, hearing. Like we we don't even know what this person looks like, but it's yeah. great to have that that kind of This is the sort of thing sort of development in this show that you know, we never really think about, but it's really awesome to have. I, yeah, I understand I mean, why you're emotional. Yeah, whole life is going to be different like Imagine if you were a stutterer and and it made you nervous to talk to people and then you'd get more nervous as you yeah. couldn't get out the words. It would just change all the interactions you had with people. Like he's just his whole life is going to be different. Now. That's so crazy. Good. Makes me emotional. <laughs> Tails, you're up next. How's it going, guys? Doing well. How are you? Hi. Not too bad. Um, I'm not really sure what I wanted to talk about today, I guess. Um, I guess two kind of quick. I don't want to call it corrections because that sounds too bold. But um, a couple of videos ago when you were doing the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I thought I noticed two things that maybe were I was skeptical about. Hmm. Um, one was the call that Kyle Rittenhouse made. Um, to that, whoever he made the call to, you, I think you said it was the police whenever he shot the first guy saying, oh, I shot somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason why I am even a bit skeptical is a bunch of left-leaning people I saw kept trying to say that he was calling one of his friends to brag. And apparently he didn't call the police with that phone call. But I, I don't know if you know better. I, I've seen it reported. But the the other thing, the other even, let's say, so let's take the the call off the table. A new interesting piece of footage has emerged this week, which we'll show on Sunday. Turns out Gage Grosskrutz was actually streaming during this uh, during this event. And you can see that while Kyle's being chased, he's saying, I'm going to the cops. I'm going to the cops. So even if the call is in dispute, it was Kyle's intent to go to the police. And you can see him surrender himself as the sirens are blaring. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's actually an interesting piece of context I didn't know, which I can actually use. So I actually appreciate that. Thank you. I And to, um, yeah, to, to your point, I... All I've seen is reports. I mean, I don't have a way to I've not seen an official police report or something like that. But that but based on reporting I've seen, that's what I've seen. Because I even heard a few right leaning people not making that argument, obviously, but also say that he called like not the police, but like a friend or someone to let him know like he needed assistance or he didn't know what to do or it didn't. I've heard different people, both right and left, seem to say that it wasn't a call to the police. I don't know how important that is. It's like a really small thing. Well, I think so it would not, only be. I think it's important if he tried to evade police, but there's no evidence that he ever did. I mean, it, it, the the whole point of that call is it's part of a fact pattern of him surrendering himself to police. So even if the call, yeah. even if that call wasn't specifically that, that's really the point. And there are several pieces that demonstrate that beyond the call itself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've just only. The it's only been highlighted to me by people on the left, especially because they want to make the case that, you know, he was out there looking to kill like he he was like bloodlusted or something, just waiting for a moment to. Yeah, I would love know, to hear that case people. made. Uh, he yeah. has an odd well, way of doing it. If that's if that's yeah, what happened. I don't buy it, but that's a little something they have, maybe hmm. if that's true. But the other thing was uh, this one I'm a bit more confident on. Um, and, and it's obviously too late to matter because everyone's going to just keep the opinion they had anyways. But we, a lot of people were talking about, and I think y'all included about GoFundMe 
being like so crazy left because they wouldn't let Kyle Rittenhouse um, fundraise on their site. And I'm not saying they're not crazy left, but I don't think that's why they didn't let him. Because if y'all remember whenever Tiger King came out or whatever that Netflix show is with the blonde dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, if y'all, rec- I don't know if y'all heard about it, but Cardi B, she tried to raise a fund for Joe Exotic or whatever his name is. Because I guess she was so moved by this story. I, I haven't seen any of this, so I don't know well, the I context. Th- but this, yeah, she tried to do it on GoFundMe and they booted her because apparently it's in their policy that you can't fundraise for, I guess, people's court funds or criminal cases. I don't like that. think that's consistently applied. I don't know. That might be in the terms. I haven't seen it, but I know there are all sorts of legal funds on GoFundMe. I've seen it a million times. Maybe they. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I, I don't I can't say for sure. Oh, it's political motive is why they booted Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. But I know there are people doing legal defense funds on GoFundMe all the time. I'd be curious. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, if you have more thoughts, I'll see if I can find it in their terms right now. Um, I mean, I don't have anything too specific on that. I just know I a, a person or two were bringing that up. Like people on the right are saying it's this thing. Now, I'm not saying GoFundMe isn't because I think there's a pattern of behavior that clearly indicates they're in a certain direction. But they brought that up or I forget the context where they brought it up, but they basically said Cardi B, she tried to do the exact same thing for Joe Exotic, raise a fund to help him in his case or whatever. And they also kicked her fund off their platform for the same reason, supposedly. So, so whatever all, the commonality is. All I see at first glance is they say that you can't, their terms say that you can't use GoFundMe for legal defense of alleged crimes associated with hate violence harassment bullying discrimination terrorism or intolerance of any kind to race it's sort of unclear language because does it mean the does that mean only hate crimes does that mean violence of any kind i'm a little unclear yeah because a lot of a lot of this language is about religious affiliation sexual orientation sex gender identity all that stuff well, I mean, y'all saw that Tiger King thing, right? Was there any of that, would that apply to what he did? In his his charges, I forget what his charges were. What were uh, Joe Exotic's charges? Um, well, attempted murder, I think. Right, that's what it was. A hitman on Carol Baskin. So, if, so I suppose, I, you'd have to get a GoFundMe statement on this. Does it mean all defense funds for violence charges of any kind? Or does it mean specifically hate violence which is kind of their language here it's sort of unclear yeah i don't know i mean yeah no i was just gonna say i'll just have to look again because i didn't realize i the way they made it sound like apparently i got the impression you couldn't do any kind of legal thing i guess with cases of this nature but it sounds like you're saying there are definitely some types of legal funds on there so i guess maybe there's I've seen a thinner them. line yeah i mean i've seen them for sure but th- this language would only imply that one if you're accused of a hate crime they won't host you and or two if you're accused of a violent crime of any kind now it's possible let's say you commit fraud let's say you commit some sort of non-violent crime maybe gofundme's happy to have you there it'd be ironic if bernie madoff can have a gofundme but not kyle rittenhouse <laughs> but that appears yeah. what the terms uh, would suggest yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, actually, now I'll have to look into that, but I won't take up too much more of your time, but uh, thanks for your thoughts. Sure. Have a good night, man. Go too. Let's see. Uh, for the Republic is up next. I feel so relieved to have a functioning call-in show after, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after the debacle last week. I was like stressing it was out the so whole stressful. time. Yeah. Uh, for the Republic, you there? Yeah. Hi. How's it going? How's it going? 
Doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, I've been thinking a lot about loyalties and obligation lately. Hmm. Um, so, like, if indeed you know the worst shall befall the nation, and we uh, end up getting into the boogaloo, what are we to do? Because you know, as an American, you know, I have a, I have a duty to defend the principles of our of our nation, our constitution, and to stand against those who threaten them. Mm-hmm. As a citizen of my state, I have a duty to answer her call for aid should that need ever rise. And indeed, I have a legal duty to do that as a, you know, we serve in the reserve militia as it's defined in my state's constitution. And luckily, I'm fortunate that I live in a state where I'm fairly comfortable saying that my state leaders would be on the Let's say the right side of things. Um, I forget. Are you are you one of our Dakota champions? Are you comfortable sharing what state? I can't remember. I'm from the Greater Dakota, the, which you which you say is north, right? Yes, yes it, yes, incorrect. Greater... But we'll go with that. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Um, but then, lastly, and most importantly, you know, I have a absolute responsibility to my family. Mm-hmm. You know, to defend them, keep them safe, and everything. Um, however, the issue with that is most of my family actually lives, you know, just, uh, two hours from here or whatnot, but, you know, across state lines and that state, they're, uh, they're a little more liberal. And so, you know, where do you draw the line? Cause I mean, I don't think that the boogaloo is going to be, you know, complete states rising up against each other. Like, you know, the actual civil war was, yeah. I guess it could be smaller skirmishes just breaking out and spreading here and there and just general discord all over the place. But, I mean, where do you draw that so line? So you're saying, I mean, you're, what, if, what if you came into a situation where your where my principles and your actual family were in conflict? Is that kind of the theme of your question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got a duty to defend your state. Uh yeah, you know, that's an actual legal duty there, but you got a moral and ethical duty to, to your family in defending them. Yeah. Well, I certainly think I mean, f- and- family loyalty is up there on the the hierarchy. It's up there on the stack. But we've talked about this before. Where is it on that stack? I think it's high enough that you owe family a lot of deference with moral transgressions, oh, sure. even yeah. even up to and including serious crimes. However, there are immoralities that would cause you to sever a relationship with a family member. So to me, uh, there are, there are moral callings higher than family loyalty itself, even though family loyalty should extend a long way. But, but if I, if my choice is maintaining peace with an actually communist family member or standing up for more basic morality, basic Liberty, the fundamental principles of this country, I, I have to choose this country, even though I'm going to do everything I can not to make that choice and try to convince yeah. that family member. If it comes down to it, I, I'm sorry, I'm not making peace with communism. Right. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. I luckily, I mean, my family were, you know, farming community and whatnot. Yeah. So they're not going to be anywhere near the uh, the communist spectrum of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I I got none of those in my immediate family, thankfully. But it's well, what sort of um okay, so what sort of moral violations or well, like what sort of violations are you talking about? What would they what would they pose that you would find to be incompatible with 
with well, your views. Well, it's just a matter life. of, well, they, uh, they're across the border. Okay, so it's just state loyalty? So, yeah. I mean, if, if, it, if it comes down to that and everything's breaking apart, do you, yeah, do you stand by your state? Do you... I'd tell uh, them to come to my state. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if that relationship is repairable, I'd tell them to come to my state. Yeah. They, sure. What's the, what's the other choice? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, at the end of the day, yeah. Family uh, should come first. I agree. Well, yeah. And I think commitment to principles and morals is higher than, than state loyalty or, or patriotism. I think those things are important, but your country or your state can betray proper values. And at that point it also, needs to be deconstructed um so so there's a difference to me like am i loyal to the state of montana yes but only insofar as it is loyal to the principles on which it was founded i'm not loyal to the state of montana if it suddenly decides to become a you know people's republic of montana for example The, the the new uh, new Chaz or new Chop. Right. Yeah. I mean, it can just like a family member, it can do things that are so egregious that that relationship is severed. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I mean, things would have to be pretty bad for the Dakotas and the upper Midwest to actually starting having serious issues. I mean, I see this starting in the well, I mean, Minneapolis aside. I see it starting on the the coasts. And just spreading out from there, I think you know the upper Midwest would be the most. I think stable. I think the Dakotas and Wyoming are especially safe. I think Montana and Idaho are relatively safe, but I think we have it a little worse than you guys. You guys have Minneapolis bleed over, but we have the California influx. Yeah. 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 Anyway, any final thoughts before we let you go? Um. Yeah, I was. uh, I had seen a. A news article here, somewhat local actually. I was maybe going to send it your way. Um, it's kind of black pilly. It's basically uh, it was a town hall, and a nurse came on. It was talking about this uh, uh, small child who ended up committing suicide over fear of the virus and whatnot. Whoa. I didn't know what you want. You guys wanted to take a look into that at all, or anything? Uh, you can send send or... me the story. Yeah. Oh, how old was the kid? I think it was like a nine-year-old kid or something. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. So send, that, send me the link. Sure. No. No. <laughs> That's Thank why you. I thought I'd ask. Thank you. Man. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. That's so depressing. Ratchet. Oh, Ratchet Republican. Ratchet Republican. You're good to go if you're ready. Let him hang out a second. We got. Uh... I was like, oh no, I can't hear him. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes. What's on yeah. your mind? Hello. Hey, um, um, I am a black gay man. All right. And I'm a rehabilitated, rehabilitated uh, uh, Democrat. I used to be Obama <laughs> Democrat. I like that term. Well, aren't uh, we all? At least I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I went for the hope and change. And. Uh, uh, Thanks to you, Matt, Ben Shapiro, Sargon Avakad, all you guys really oh, well, thanks. got me thinking and got me got me on the other side. When was your ahead, um when great. when was your transition? When was your coming out? <laughs> oh my transition started after the election because okay. I honestly yeah. believed that Donald Trump was a sexist, racist, homophobe, mm-hmm. all those things. And um 
it was it was actually through um Ben Shapiro was the one that started the whole thing. Oh. Um it was through a, a podcast I used to listen to, a, a lefty podcast, and they were talking about Ben Shapiro being a uh, white supremacist. <laughs> what what and podcast I, was I, it? I, and I ha- um, it was no challenges remaining. It was I don't know a that one. tennis podcast. Okay. No, no, it's a it's a tennis podcast, and um, two lefties on there, and they were crying, literally crying, crying their eyes out about how um, uh, decency is gone and everything is gone and the world is going to hell. So they name dropped Ben, and, uh, and you went and listened Shapiro. to him, or what? No, I, w- I went to YouTube, and you know they have the thing called Ben Shapiro Destroy, right? Um, and I clicked one of those, and then there is a debate he had with a. It was Ben Shapiro, a conservative Mexican, and two black lefties, and I don't they know were if having a debate. One. Yeah, it was in Seattle. Oh yeah, was and, this the one about minimum uh, wage? Yeah, I remember and that then one. They yeah. Asked, they, yeah, they asked something about race, and they said, "Why do black? Why is black people at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder? Mm-hmm. Is it because of racism?" And Ben Shapiro said, no, it's because of uh, culture. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that changed my mind. Then he went through all these stats, all these stats that I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then I started thinking and I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to leave my, so I started watching CNN. I still watch CNN and I still listen to Ben Shapiro. But the thing was, the thing that really, really, really changed my mind was um, that the Starbucks incident that really, really with the shooting messed up? me up. That, no, 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 the, no. The Starbucks incident where the the, the two black men, do you remember the two black oh, men? Oh yeah. Who were, uh, arrested. Yes, That's right. that was it. That was the thing that said, I'm no longer a lefty. I forget I the exact my, story. Oh, what is it? They wanted my, to my, use my, the bathroom or something. They wanted to use the bathroom. And they wouldn't pay for anything. And they felt, they, they, yes and okay. they felt so entitled and i was like the left was just there talking like you know like they deserve to use the bathroom and i was like uh-uh no you know it's a <laughs> private business well they got free college and out of the deal Matt yes <laughs> matt you did a real good video and sargon of a car did a that's where i started listening to you and sargon of a because you guys did a good video on that's it that's great and it really and it really changed my mind it really it freed me because our constant, I was not happy being a liberal. Your constant, you know, victimhood, yeah. constant, you know, that's racist, this racist, that's homophobic. And being a Republican is, 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 is much more free. And I, I pray to God that Trump wins because, you know, this country is going to really going to go to hell if, 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 if Biden gets in. I mean, and, and there's one, one thing before I go. Sure. The, the, I wanted to talk about the the Hispanic vote, and you know, notice that they're talking about how Trump is winning the Hispanic vote mm-hmm. because Democrats is making a huge mistake. They think that Hisp- minorities love their criminal. The reason why the Hispanics left the countries that they left was because of the same policies that the Democrats are are, are trying to propose, and the open borders, which let the criminals that they're trying to escape from into their right. Yeah. Into their communities, so, yeah. Into their communities. So they don't realize that they're doing the, the one things that the, the Hispanics don't want in their communities. They don't want socialism and they don't want their criminals. 
That's yeah. what they came here for. They came up for freedom and safety. And right, they're and they're, uh, they're often Christian, uh, Hispanic yes. especially. They, they have a I strong mean, you know, uh, Catholic center. I may be gay, but I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't believe in gay adoption. Wow. Uh, you know. That's a topic for another call. I'd like to I'd like to talk about that a little bit, but we'll have. Unfortunately, we don't have time for that. But if you want to call in another time, I'd definitely be down to talk about that. Yeah, one. and like what a hopeful red pilling story too. Yeah. Like we're always I'm kind of blackpilled on this, but we're always talking about are people still converting? And at this point, um, you know, when I hear things like that, I'm like, you know, every time the left does something absurd, that that turns a few more people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, so yes. I, I need to be yeah, they go way over the edge and they believe that people will follow them over the cliff. Yeah. And people are like, uh-uh, I'm not going over that cliff. Um, so, you know, thank you guys. Keep up the good work. I listen to you every Sunday. That's my appointed way. <laughs> all right, man. And uh, thank you so we much. We appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words. And I'm glad to, above all, I mean, I'm just, I'm. you sound like a happy guy. And I appreciate what you had to say about yeah. just finding happiness. Because I think even above politics, that's so important. So Yes, because Democrats are miserable. Uh, they I agree. are miserable. They, when's the last time you found a happy progressive leftist? They are all insufferable the bitches. Every single yeah. one of them. <laughs> yes. yeah. they, always have vic- they always have a grievance. Yeah, always exactly. a grievance. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, man. You, uh, that was a very uplifting call. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. They are, they are out there. And, and the other side, side note there, tangentially, Ben Shapiro brought some traffic to the show. So you gotta be, you gotta be thankful to Ben for a minute. Uh, did you see him with a <laughs> stupid cowboy hat on? I didn't. Oh, was it because of their moving to Nashville? Is that's, yeah. that's the, I, I, uh, I appreciate I'm I'm glad that's happening. I'm impressed that they were able to get they're saying they expect 80% of their staff. They have something like 100 staff, 75 to 100 staff. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you leave? Totally. I, well, it depends. I mean, if you got like a spouse who has a good job in LA or you have you, no, you got who's got a good there? job in LA? I don't know, maybe some people, but I uh good for them for making the move and uh I'm I'm impressed that they were able to carry that many staff with them. And I, it's so funny. I see the announcement and, you know, love them or hate them, love the Daily Wire, hate the Daily Wire, whatever. The fact of the matter is it is a very successful business. And so to look at the to look at the announcement on Twitter and to see all the Californians replying, good riddance, we're the best state without you or even better. It's like, no, keep celebrating no, jobs, leaving your state. And uh, see how that works out. It, it, you don't have to love Ben Shapiro or the Daily Wire to, to realize that this this is going to be a trend. You make the state unlivable yeah, for yeah. business owners, they're going to leave, and that's fewer opportunities in your state. And on a personal level, I do look forward to the next many years of Ben Shapiro LARPing as a white person. So, <laughs> and a, cow, a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Don't, a cowboy. Don't forget yeah. a cowboy. Yeah. The, it, does, it does give more credibility to the um, to the cowboy stuff. He he will wear the boots from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe it. <laughs> okay. We're two for a break. I should I knew I shouldn't go down this road because I'm just baiting you into saying terrible things. Come on. I saw that picture of him with that hat. I'm like, is anybody buying this? Um and then I looked at Owen Benjamin's Instagram account and like he had called this like right away as soon as he heard that they were <laughs> were moving to Nashville. He's like, the next thing Ben Shapiro is gonna do is post a picture of him with a cowboy hat on and then he did it immediately. He was advertising cowboy boots for a while in his show, actually. Gang, these are the greatest cowboy boots any cowboy like me could ever use. (laughs) (laughs) They stop all the rattlesnakes on my ranch, I assure you. Yeah, I bet. All right. 
Uh, over on DLive, AE, we're due for a break, so we'll just hop into it. AE, no, I can't even pronounce this one. A-E-I-O-U-Y. We'll go with that. God bless the American nation. Uh, agreed. Thank you for supporting the show. Oh, should I do some? Yeah, let's check in. I think we're good on Streamlabs, so let's just check in on YouTube real quick. We'll hop back into the calls. Sorry, we were loading. Um, I know, I know. It's this new uh, format. Okay. Uh, Dying light of the West. The police of a state should never be stronger or better armed than the citizenry. An armed citizenry willing to fight is the foundation of civil freedom. That's from Heinlein. Yes. Yes, it is. We talk about this all the time. It's very important. Um, We do have a question from James and his wife. Oh, Indiana? The the gun range guy. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm excited for that. Ryan Crowley, no note. Thank you, sir. Thunderstorm. If you have a lisp, uh, develop the habit of holding the tip of your tongue to your bottom front two teeth when you speak. Hmm. Know that? You'll speak slower, but without a lisp. Good luck. Hmm. All right. Black Magic. I've noticed that Susan WikiWiki has been censoring normal words in the super chat. I view this as a challenge. Either all of the words are okay or none of them are. You should see what we did to water. Uh, Susan, okay. Susan is always up to uh, her old tricks. By the way, uh, I got a lot of emails that our, our stream this week was um, difficult to find. So just a friendly reminder, if you're not seeing our stream show up on YouTube or wherever you're looking for it, always visit the website. It will always be there. Uh, the You know what else Susan is doing right before uh, the election? First of all, she banned... Uh, our friend Frank from streaming for three months because he talked to Chris Ann Hall. What? I can't, it's, I'm trying to help him get it. I don't know if he's got his stream ban reversed or not, but they took him out. Uh, Susan took out our friend Neo and realist for a couple weeks under this bullshit impersonation tag that they tried to get us with too. And um, the other thing Susan is doing is in a couple of weeks, they're completely reshaping the back end of YouTube streaming such that you got to have all these special privileges and special check marks to do it. I honestly, Stay tuned if I but it's possible that we don't meet whatever YouTube's requirements are in a few weeks, like at the end of September, and I can't stream. I have no idea what to expect because the changes they're making, I can't even follow them. They're so complex. But I gather that Susan is trying to get a tighter hold on who can stream and how a month before the election. Very convenient that. So uh, sit tight. And as always, if you're having trouble finding us, the website, the contents on the website it will always be there. Okay, ready to get back into calls? Yep, I'll have to take a break at 7, I think. Okay, uh, let's see how many calls we can get through until then. Uh, our friend Bill. It's Marine Echo. Marine Echo. Hey, what's there? going on? Hey, man. What's going on, guys? Good to hear from you. Yeah, I, well, I tried to call in the other week and uh, just didn't make the list because you guys Sorry get about to about that. 20 people or so. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... Uh, I had this thing I wanted to talk to you guys about for weeks where my wife and I had this wedding, a friend of hers out in uh, the Washington area. We were outside of Seattle. We were on the West Coast, and I had never been that far west. And we were in this beautiful community. You would have no idea. It's a secret place. I'm not telling anybody about it. (laughs) But you'd have no idea because it was out in the middle of the, the sticks on the Olympia Peninsula. And it was like this whole like tailor-made community. So I was just curious if you guys have heard anything about this. 
um, having both lived in that uh, Seattle, Washington area before. I know basically no. nothing about Seattle. I know a little bit about Portland, but definitely not Seattle. You got any knowledge of this blonde? Mm -mm. Secret Society of Prosperity? Um, I mean, Matt, I, I could email you. You know, it might be an investment property in the future for you. So, <laughs> I've okay. Well, I I got a little bit of I got to save up a little bit to get into that realm, but maybe. Yeah, I I don't I don't know, brother. I don't know. Um, otherwise, though, yeah, just working on the podcast, man, and uh, we just got done streaming. Love to have both you on as guests. I know you have a sure. wedding, uh, Matt, coming up very soon, which I, you know, I have to take credit. I, I take credit for niggardly, but I also take, <laughs> take credit as well as Rebecca and a few other people for helping you uh, get the push that it was okay to date someone who watched your show. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I remember I not be you're behind that sounder. We also have this one that hasn't been used. Nega, 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 nega. Don't forget the nega, the nega incident from that, mm. uh, that professor the other week. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, so, but that's good. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, I'd love to do uh, your show if you'd like to host. Um, until my personal rule right now is like until the wedding, I'm kind of. I'm just. I'm putting all invitations on hold because I have so many obligations that just come at me on a moment's notice that I'm just. I have to keep my time free until then. But if you uh, if you send me an email like late in October or around November first, uh, my time will free up again, and we could get that set up. Yeah. Well, I. I, I honestly. I've had that in mind for a while. Like I didn't want to impose because I understand how big a wedding is. And, you know, of course, congratulations, dude. It's awesome. Oh, well, thanks. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, my wife and I courthoused it, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm wishing we went to that route. No, I'm very excited. I am. We're going to have an awesome wedding. However, the complication weddings are complicated, period, as you know. Um, but weddings these days are especially complicated. So, yes. Yeah. It's a yes. lot to navigate. And you're trying to run, you know, the videos you put out weekly with two streams and I get it. And especially, you know, I've been wanting to do, wanting to do it forever. Uh, but finally it was like, oh yeah, I'm unemployed. So why not? And, uh, it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, stream regularly and you got to have things to talk about. You got to be in it and you got to, you know, it's a long grind, man. It's a, it's a long grind. Yeah, you just yeah. got to stick at it, but yeah, uh, absolutely. And that, and that goes for, um, listeners generally too, uh, more than happy to do, uh, you know, requests that come my way as my availability uh, offers. It's just, um, it's just, yeah, the next month is a little, is a little chaotic, but other than that, well, definitely I, I, I really want, I really want Rebecca that okay. I can't, uh, that's, I, I know she has Emmeline and, and, oh, and I can um, wait. I have I never wait. had more free time, but it's also difficult to do things. So yeah, I, exactly, exactly. But as long as I, I can like, have the baby on the stream, I'm fine. I can do it. So we had Yiz the Eunuch a few weeks back, and um, Yiz has uh, been on your show a few times on the call-in show. Okay, but uh, she was our first guest, and we should have a guest next week. But again, we're building, so it is what it is. But you guys are working but, well uh, together, and all that's uh, all that's. Oh yeah, dude. Cool. Uh, Tank, you talked to him the other week. Actually, uh, he forgot to plug the show. I'll, I'm going to do that now. I know. Sure. Shameless. Sorry, guys, but but my channel is all minus one, and then the live stream is the ends justify the memes, which is um, on D Live. We don't stream to YouTube for exactly the reasons you just laid out foresight there, the changes foresight yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it looks like yeah. it's gonna get nasty in the next couple of weeks but uh yeah. but yeah we do re-upload 
we we re-upload, but yeah, oh, no okay. streaming. The I see. Um, but yeah, I mean, if people are interested in that, Bill, Ben, you've been listening to the show and you've been supporting the show since God knows when. I can't even remember. So uh, three years plus. It's been a long and, uh, time. If you'd like to, if people want to give a listen to someone who's been hanging out with us for for quite some time. Yeah, and I consider you guys friends. Oh, I mean, sure. I, obviously, yeah, we're, we're not besties or anything, but you, yeah, you guys are friends, so <laughs> for sure. So. Anyways, guys, I'll let you go. Get to other callers. Love you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all be the well, best, man. man. Stay safe uh, through the, the forthcoming chaos. October is going to get loony. So yeah, we'll catch you soon. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, yep. Okay. Snap count is up next. Snap count. You there? I got a mic lighting up, but I don't hear anything. So we'll let snap count hang out for a second. If you can get that mic going. Happy to have you chime in. Architecture, not architecture. Archi archi no, not architecture, properly spelled. Anyway, architecture with an X. <laughs> hey, hello, hello. Oh, there Hi. we go. Yeah, snap count. Go for it. Hey there. My mic's working and everything? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, loud and clear. What's on your mind? Awesome, man. Hey, I just wanted to call and say, uh, I just realized I've been listening to you for a long time. You're really my first conservative youtuber that i started watching oh, i kind of nice. watched you after you stopped doing like uh gaming videos and stuff like that a long time ago yeah 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 and i kind of stuck you resonated with me because you kind of put like a logical lens on every political absurdity that would ha be happening at the time with like the left and in even the republicans at the time but you'd really point out just how things are sometimes completely ridiculous mm. you know but the, the one thing i wanted to say is just like it's just how insane how there's so much stuff and, you know, for you to cover. And I just don't understand how the left is getting away with doubling down every day and <laughs> overstepping the boundaries. And they're just trying to push the Overton window so far to the left. And they're just given, I, th I think the most shocking thing that I've seen so far is the restaurant footage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that so is so outrageous. That is truly the most shocking thing of the tape, like in Rochester, when they flipped over tables of people who were just eating there. And it's like, are they just trying to alienate every single normal person who's not politically inclined? Like, I don't I don't really understand what the goal of this is other than to just like whip everybody up into a frenzy and make this election the most chaotic thing we've ever seen yeah, in human I history. Think, I think exerting that's dominance. Yeah. Yeah. It's asserting dominance and asserting dominance. I'm, I'm sorry. I yeah. think both work, right? Yeah. Exerting. Oh, yeah. Make oh no, 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 you're right. You're right. I, I but yeah, I mean, it's just like they're forcing all this racial tension and I don't know what the goal of it is really, but I mean, I don't know how you're going to cover all this stuff that's coming up, Matt. Like well, I don't just going to truth be told to your point. It's, it's kind of difficult and and baffling, and I still enjoy it. I, I, I like talking about all these silly stories, partly because yeah. I live far, far away from it, and none of this yeah. crap's really going on around me. But that stuff, yeah, I mean, that story in Rochester, the the way that they've been treating people at restaurants has been happening throughout the summer, and that's bad enough to just uh, to interrupt people's dining and to be rude and harassing to them. But the yeah, part of that story that I can't overstate and I'll keep emphasizing the fact that the restaurants came out and endorsed the rioters endorsed the people abusing their property. Yeah. Self-hating morons. Uh, that the left, 
it has really made an effort to make it so that they are the party of listen to us or you're the bad guy. Yes. And I think that's where the right has really fallen. It's like if we just got strong on pointing out, no, you have the morally unjust position. Yeah, I truly. agree. I agree. I used to not be a person who thought a lot about moral concepts. I used to think more in practical terms or like utilitarian terms. Does it work type terms mm-hmm. now? Because we're in such grossly immoral times. I've thought a lot about fundamental principles and where they come from over the last couple of years. And to the point that you're making, whether it's capitalism, whether it's freedom, whatever your issue, we, it's not that you can't make the practicality argument that it works better. It does. And we should make those arguments, but we really got to hit harder on the moral arguments that you're talking about because one, they're correct. And two, (laughs) seating these people think they have the moral high ground that's how they exert their leverage if you remove that from them they have nothing left if they can't browbeat you morally anymore they have nothing left so i think you're on the side yeah well it's not just browbeating they literally have the power to disappear people i don't know how they got this way i guess it was just hollywood and the you know basic culture control through Mm -hmm. social media and all this different stuff they've really gotten a hold on if you don't listen to us we will get you fired like if you if you say something we'll get your wife fired for saying something on facebook and it's just like i think this election is going to be one of the most pivotal moments in human history and i i think we all kind of realize it but we're kind of looking at it like a deer in the headlights Mm. moment like I don't know how this election is going to work with COVID and people rioting still yeah. for the last 200 days. And I, I'm sorry to get all black pilled. Well, I was going to say no, bo- both of us are pretty pessimistic. I think I, I, yeah. I don't know if I speak for you on that front blonde, but I think we're both pretty worried about election day in the aftermath. Yeah, do you have I mean, any reasons for optimism? I do. Maybe. I mean, the silver lining could be that it's a massive landslide election for conservatives and every single thing that's happened that's insane is the rioting, the billions of dollars of damage to like communities all over the country, just all this ridiculousness. And then the common people who are just like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Why would we ever vote for more of this? This is preposterous. Maybe that'll be the shining moment. But if it's anything close to where, you know, Biden's like ha- even half that I would be so depressed at the state of this this country. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I think this country is fundamentally at a turning point to where we aren't coming together as Americans anymore, because a lot of people think that this country is unsavable from its yeah. past past history of, you know, racism and slavery. It's like, well. Every country is responsible for some form of slavery and horrible, horrible events in some for way sure. or another. Yeah. So it's like nobody else wants to admit that. And it's just like we have come so far in this in the last 60 years. But the left just wants to go more and more and more and more and more till it's like, what do you even have at the end of it? I don't know. It's it's it, I know that's pretty black. I know you guys are black. I wish I could have brought some sort of levity to this. But well, you got to be it's... real, too, man. I, I listen. Yeah. This is the most pessimistic I've ever been in my life is right yeah. about now looking at the election. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anyways, I'll let you guys go. I'll get the I'll let the other callers come in. I don't want to hog up. Well, thank time, you, man. So, yep. yeah, of course. Talk to you night. Later. Bye. I, that's going to be a good show if it's. <laughs> If it's an implausible Trump landslide and uh, 
we just get to watch them all cry again. The thing is, if it was guaranteed fairness, I could envision such a scenario. I just, this is really bothering me because I don't want to be, I want to believe in the integrity of our systems. I want to believe in the integrity of our country. However, does anyone really think that this mail-in bullshit is going to happen with and be actually fair and not have a lot, a ton of fraud and a ton of unexplainable non who's going to believe this stuff. I don't want to encourage people to lose faith in the system, but good. Lo- who's going to buy this? Nobody's yeah, but we gonna. should be optimistic about what we can build next. Yeah. Well, that the, it's over, you know, over. Well, the trouble is what is the bridge to that next? Because the bridge could be significant and disastrous conflict. Yeah. And I don't want that. But I also yeah. don't want to live a life under these tyrants. So <gasps> we got to do the bridge. We got to do the bridge. Anyway, okay. Um, architecture, you're still hanging out. If you can get that mic unmuted, you're good to go. Dangerous spaces up after that. Which? Mr. Spaces, what's on your mind? Hey, how you going? Uh, one sec. Let me just turn the stream off. Sure. Um, sorry, I'm just getting distracted as well. I'm just trying to help our new caller. Um, oh, thanks. Matt, I just want to just tell a quick story to make you feel a little bit better about last week and everything that's going wrong. <laughs> sure. At, at university, this would have been my radio journalism class because we actually broadcast out of the uni. Mm-hmm. Um, my final assessment, basically we had to construct news stories and we had to broadcast a, a radio news broadcast, yeah. a half-hour broadcast. So... The signal was sending out to, let's say, the equivalent of whatever an audio equivalent of YouTube was, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't transferring from that and broadcasting back. Now, the idea was the teacher was going to listen to it from the broadcast. It wasn't broadcasting. So we're all running around. We're running the, the program. We're sending it out. We're running around trying to figure out why it's not broadcasting, trying to get it done so she can hear it. Because this is, again, a final assessment. And it just never happened. I don't think we got any of it actually to her to her ears. And it was, I can I can still remember how stressful that was just trying to get the stupid thing to run because she didn't hear a, a word of it because it just wasn't broadcasting yeah. for some reason. Yeah, God. It's, well, it's, I mean, it happens to everyone. It's it's not fun when that happens. So. Yeah, and and this, yeah, I mean, I I feel bad because. This is this is supposedly our job. This is what we show up to do. We make a product. Um, there, it did expose one flaw in our process, which is that we did not sound check immediately prior. And now I know that I can't but trust we Discord. We haven't had problems in, it's true. in ages. We haven't we? had. We've never experienced that specific problem. Yeah, I, was gonna um, say, I don't think you guys have ever. Even when you've had it, it's been small. It's been a. It's a sort of a road bump, but I don't think you've ever had anything that major. Even when you got your stream cut off, you could still view it on day live things like that so yeah. i don't think you've ever had it that bad yeah and we were um you know, toward the end of the year i know i'm thinking and we're thinking about some some steps we could take to improve some things um one thing i think about too is maybe we could just move on from discord and set up a system whereby you can just use your phone it might it might simplify things a little bit i don't know but to, yeah, to pull yeah. this off, uh, to to have people from all over the world calling in through a system, um, it's never going to work perfectly. It's just there's always going to be complicating factors when you're doing things live and there's a million people connecting. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I appreciate everyone's patience. And I know that sometimes it is going to be a, a total disaster. That's the risk you run when you're trying to do something live and talk to people on the fly. Yeah. But so. yeah, it, it's, but yeah, again, that, so that was something that just happened to us and that was such a disaster. I remember. Oh man. <laughs> so what did you have to, like, oh, did you have goodness. to redo the project or what did you have to do? Uh, fortunately we were recording it at the same time, oh, okay. so we could get, we could just read. We were able to replay it back to her, but she was really mad, which was surprising because <laughs> she was a generally pretty cool lecturer. Huh. And she, I mean, she was tough but fair. So, like, I had an assignment. I think I uh, gave her a week after the classes actually stopped just because I things had come up and I couldn't actually get to it and, and it was trying to finish off editing and stuff. Sure. So she was generally pretty fair if you actually showed up to class and did the work. But, yeah. All right. Anything else before we let you go? Yeah, quick question, because I was thinking about this. I'm wondering if it's a point people should bring up. Donald Trump got elected basically as a response, not just to, but I think strongly to, in a reaction to Obama and Biden. Mm -hmm. So my question is, why does Biden think he needs to now, he now should get the chance to come back in and take over from Donald Trump because he's such a disaster? Donald Trump's there because of him. I don't know. I, I think deservedly or not, I think Obama still holds a pretty fond place in people's hearts. And I, I'm mm. one of the people for whom he has soured massively. I used to admire the guy. And now yeah. that my perspective on a lot of things has changed, I can see the things about him that people used to hate back when I used to like him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm probably not a great person to answer that question, but I think there are a lot of, uh, of, more loyal Democrats who still really love Obama. He's probably their favorite politician actually. So return to Fair Obama enough. for those people or something like it. It's actually hugely attractive to those people. Yeah. I don't know. I, then again, how much did Biden do in the Obama administration? Do people who love Obama yeah. really love Biden? I don't know. That's true, but his name's still on the ticket. So yeah. Well, and for now it's the Harris ticket though. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I, Whoops! The, yeah. the fact that the fact that when Biden says you go, yeah, he's old and he's seen or whatever. When both of them say it, you're like, hang on, someone had to have written that down. That was so weird yesterday when when Kamala said it. I was like, okay, that's a pretty odd, gaff or misspeak. And then Joe said it too. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I only knew that Kamala said. Yeah, it. Joe also. No, no, said they, it. they both said it, which again <laughs> makes me think that someone's written it down and is kind of going. Let's just put that out there, see what people think. Yeah. To be fair, I think Joe said a Harris-Biden administration, whereas Kamala yeah. said a Harris administration with Joe as the president. That's what she said. But they both said yeah. essentially the same thing. Ooh, yeah. man. So he must be in on it, too. It's, I hate to get super conspiratorial about this, but how else am I supposed to look at that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I understand. B believe you me, as we understand on this show, if you talk enough publicly, you'll say some weird, foolish-sounding stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but both of them? And in what way? I could understand misspeaking or phrasing it weirdly or mispronouncing it. But in what way would Kamala describe it as a Harris administration? Under what circumstance would that ever come out of your mouth? That's uh, When she's planning to be president. It's weird. But I wonder if if he's in on it, too, then he would have to step down because of a lack of mental acuity, acuity, not well, because I, he's dying or something. 
it's been mentioned before. He, he like he said, she's great. She's ready to take over on day one. And it's like, ah, uh, why? Why are you saying that? <laughs> Do you, uh, my favorite theory going around right now is that uh, keep in mind, Joe Biden is set to debate Trump in under two weeks now. And, uh, the theory is that Joe Biden's going to get coronavirus and that's why he can't show up. <laughs> yeah, gonna, that, one, that, that one wouldn't surprise they're me. Gonna, they're going to find a way to get him out of this in two weeks. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. No worries. You guys have a good one. Is your bet Bye-bye. still alive on that or is it dead? Yeah, so I- you better. Well, I guess you're hoping for Joe to get coronavirus. Then fingers crossed, because you you bet the negative, right? It's not going to happen. No, I I bet that it's going to. Happen. Oh, you bet no. that it is going to happen. So no coronavirus for Joe. Well, you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I don't. I still don't know, but um, I was thinking that there would just be too much civil unrest. The people, it would be too transparent if they didn't do it. Hmm. They're fucked no matter what, because if he does, if he does do it, it's just going to be like uh, this guy's clearly senile. <laughs> But then the expectations are so low for him. I love the theory that Joe's going to get Corona so he can't do it. The other theory I love is that he will somehow rig it so that masks must be worn at all times such that they can dub audio over Joe's face. Hello, I am very coherent Joe Biden definitely talking to you live. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Can't wait. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, El Vaquero is up next. I I can't wait. That's uh, what night of the week is that? That's a Tuesday night. So... We'll be able to talk about it on the Wednesday show two weeks from now, but I can't wait to watch that debate, man. Give me the biggest tub yeah. of popcorn you got. Oh, I know. I know. Elva Carey, you there? I am here. So I, I, uh, I'll give you plenty of time to discuss what you prefer, but I saw your email and you had said that uh, the cartels are getting even more brutal. Do you have a cartel oh, no. update? Uh. Uh, yeah, just, well, they're delving into cannibalism now. Is this like, something what, you read about or is this something you saw? This is something I saw. Oh, God. Uh, they'll cut into somebody's chest cavity and cut off a piece of the heart and eat it. When so, you say you yeah. saw, are you saying video or are you saying like you found video? Okay. okay. Video. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I know in your neck of the woods, like you can find some shit, man. Well, yeah, but my general rule is if I get within 400 yards of somebody I know to be a cartel member, like doing cartel stuff, I get trigger happy. So, <laughs> all right. So, can we expect but, a can we expect a montage anytime soon? Within the next few days. Oh yes. my god! Real quick, I know this. I've told this story a million times, but if people are interested, the worst video I've ever seen in my life. More difficult to watch than two girls, one cup. More difficult to watch than ISIS beheadings. Is El Vicero's, uh, uh, um, cartel violence montage. Like I, I was pacing yeah. around my room, rubbing my temples. In... Why would you watch that? So people email me well, to this day sometimes and ask for the link. Cause, cause, cause I might have to actually deal with that kind of violence. I want to be desensitized to it so that I'm not shocked. Oh. If I do. It's so horrific. Like I felt physically yeah. ill the entire day from God, mind I can barely you, watch narcos these are like 240p resolution videos all right these are like cell phone videos from the early 2000s and they're still so grotesque they'll ruin your entire day and probably give you nightmares yeah yeah i yeah. i was scrolling through 4chan the other day and i never watched these beheading videos and um somebody had posted the video of that little syrian boy getting beheaded which i had never seen. i don't think i've seen that one. Oh, it's the worst i can't stop thinking about it yeah it's the worst i don't, don't want to see that yeah well, anyways, I was calling to <laughs> yeah. to for something a, a little less dark, uh, sure. still black belt though. I I think it was around the 
time of Brittany Pettibone's wedding, I made the prediction that, Matt, you would be around the election time, you would be more amenable to fashy blonde style tactics <laughs> against like the left and our political enemies. We're getting He's there. He's getting closer. We're getting there. Yeah. 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 yeah so I was going to say we're getting there. But I think I know why blonde and I are bloodthirsty about this and mm. you're not. Okay. Well, blonde lived in Seattle. So she obviously faced all sorts of degenerate shit every day. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've been face to face with Antifa in Albuquerque. I've watched them throw like rocks and other shit at cops that I personally know because they stable their horses on my street. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've watched Mahato's um, march up and down the streets of Albuquerque while cl- simultaneously clogging it with cars doing brake stands, <laughs> marching with the Mexican flag uh, in, in a statement of cultural dominance. So I, I think part of the reason why Blonde and I are like, we have this like bloodlust about it is just because it's been in our faces and you're up there in like nice Montana. Maybe, maybe. I've seen a little bit of it, but also not in a time in my life where I was more aware of this bullshit. Like when I lived in the West Coast cities, I was one of them. So even the stuff that I saw, <laughs> I was willing to forgive. Yeah, me too. If I went there now, I'm sure my patience for it would be drastically reduced, to your point. And I will fully admit that I live in a place that I love, that I think is highly prosperous and um, just just beautiful uh, all around. So my perspective comes from a place of, I think all of our perspective comes from a place of wanting to preserve. It's just the places you're describing are much more compromised than the place that I'm sitting in right now, for sure, fully granted. Well, let, let me put it this way. I've watched the, the illegals with the Mexican flags marching when Antifa was literally one block over. And I've watched them jumping up and down on cop cars like riot. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, we don't yeah. have scenes like that. Yeah. No, we definitely don't. Yeah. And when you see that, it tends to sour you because I used to be a lot closer to you in terms of, no, we sh- should have this and we should stick to our principles. Now I'm just like. You know what, Blonde, we're, we're going to start a company, you and I, and we're going to make a catapult um, yeah. that has a low setting for MS-13 so it splats them right <laughs> into the wall. And we can call it like the Blonde-Matic 9000 or something. Here's, here's the compromise. I get the due process desk at the catapult launcher. So I get to stamp Fine. launch or not based on some process. And then you guys get to do the actual logistics. I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Any thoughts right. before we let you go? No, just like I say, next few days, there'll be another montage. Uh, it'll probably be a reaction video, so you'll get to see my face. Okay. If it's worse than... I, I don't know that I can handle worse than what you sent me before without actually barfing all yeah. over my room here. No, that's... No. So... I I don't know. I haven't watched them all yet. All right. So. Well, you, you tell all me, right. and uh, perhaps I will give it a viewing. And I'm sure I'll have many more emailers asking me to send you the bitch shoot link to the worst montage I've ever seen in my life. All right. Anyway, thank All you, right. man. You're welcome. God, uh, I know I've talked about that montage before, but when he sent it to me, he's like, okay, you can watch. It's like 10 minutes long. He said, you can watch it knowing that each clip is worse than the last. So you can kind of, when you feel like you've gotten to your point, you can tap out. What is wrong? Oh, and I watched, I turned it on. I was like, all right, let's see what this shit is. Oh, look, it's a head in the middle of a Mexican street. Okay, we're starting off with body parts in the street. And that's the ease, that's the, that's the ease in. That's the ease in. But see, the benefit of that was they're dead. Like, it's one thing to look at dead 
parts and dead bodies when you have to watch the killing. The easiest thing to watch in the entire montage was people getting yeah. mowed down with full auto AKs. Oh, that was God. the easiest thing. It was, it was <sighs> horrible. Anyway, uh, we're due for a break. <laughs> I better go feed the baby on that note. <laughs> Sorry to make you physically ill before. That's okay. I'll, I will be back. All right. Thank you guys. And uh, we'll check in with um. We'll check in with uh, our chatters. Thanks to uh, ETC and Lord Cactor over on DLive for uh, gifting some subs. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for keeping the community alive over there. And let's see if we have any uh, anything going on on Streamlabs. Phil says, when in doubt, vote for the candidate with the hottest wife. I've heard that much of the appeal Trump has with, uh, with his Latino supporters is that he's a strong man with a babe on his arm. I'm sure maybe there's something to that. Um, Jill Biden? I don't know. Jill Biden is just Jill Biden. Certainly fewer questions about Jill Biden than uh, than um, Michelle Obama slash Michael Robinson, for sure. The, <laughs> the conspiracy theory I'm like 25 to 50% on board with. Questions about Michelle Obama. Really, I just need an explanation for that. Uh, what's swinging in those pants on that Ellen episode? That is uh, remains one of the greatest political mysteries of our day. But uh, I digress. Let's hop back into uh, YouTube. And thank you, Phil. Crap, I didn't mark where we left off on YouTube. I think it was Black Magic, right? Let's see. Uh, Brian Bissell. Uh, says, I wanted to say I love the show and you're definitely my sanity safe space. Just had a baby, my first son yesterday. Not doing politics tonight, but thank you for all you do. Love you guys. Well, um, congratulations on the kid. That is uh, that is very good to hear. All the best for mom and your kid and your family, of course. And thank you for uh, the kind words and for supporting the show as well. I am not going to be niggardly. Congratulations on your son. I... Uh, I, I hope I can join the club sometime soon. Everybody's having kids and admittedly I've admittedly I'm looking forward to it. Got to get married first, but uh, congratulations, uh, Brian. Very good to hear. Don day 2k says, Matt, please post that uh, entire call from the red pilled uh, gay black guy. That was the best call ever. It was a good call. Um, I, I don't do like standalone segments from the call-in show. However, I do post the audio. So if you want to, generally, if you want to clip that out, I don't have a problem with that sort of thing. Um, if, if you want to handle that on your end or use it for your purposes, you know, the call-in show is not um, like maintaining the copyright on the call-in show. is not, not of huge importance to me. So if you feel like uh, you, you want to use it for a purpose, um, maybe just send me an email. We can figure something out like that. But I agree it was a good call. And uh, and I'm I'm glad to hear calls like that. They're especially valuable in times like these where you sort of forget because I think like we're talking about, sometimes you think you're losing the battle. You think you're just talk, talk, talking and nobody's really paying attention. Nobody's being persuaded. It's good to hear from people who actually are. And I guarantee there are more out there that we actually just don't interact with. So that uh, that does make it all worthwhile for sure. Thanks for tuning in. Luke says, "Being uh, been seeing a girl for a month now. She's clueless about politics, so she meets Blonde's criteria of being moldable to vote for whomever I want. Any other criteria I need to look for? Well, I assume that's a question for Blonde. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab this one, and I'm going to put it in, uh, just in case I don't get to it when she comes back. I'm going to put it in the questions at the end of the show, Luke, and I will address that one to Blonde because she'll probably be able to give you better insight on it. But, um, but yeah, political apathy is workable. 
I would say. You don't want um, staunch feminist who uh, makes you confess your, your white male sins upon meeting her. If she just does not have strong opinions about those sorts sort of things, you can probably work with that. Good luck, man. Long Dong John says, Matt and I were going to make love, but he said, no, that's gay. So I told him to play in traffic where he got rear-ended anyway. Yeah, my car is, um, I think it's going to be fixed starting Monday. So I've been, I've been, <laughs> been driving around a car with a wounded rear end. And uh, I'm excited to get that fixed. So hopefully uh, by the end of next week, uh, but it's so far it's been determined. It was 0.0% my fault. So at least I'm not uh, on the hook financially for all that crap. Starscream says, uh, do you think you could do a stream with bearing? His hometown is under the heaviest beer virus lockdown. If you think America is bad, you should look at Australia. When was the last time you had bearing on? I, I haven't talked to bearing for probably about a year. I mean, it's not, there's no bad terms or anything. I love, I, I think he's one of my favorite dudes on the internet. So it's, uh, but he and uh, Sugar Tits had their had their kid, and I just you know, I want to give people space, so I just I just haven't I haven't talked to him for a little while. But I would love to talk to Bering, and um, perhaps they he or they would be interested in coming on the show. I know they're in Sydney now, right? But he's from Melbourne, of course. And uh, yeah, I know he posted a video about some of the most insane Australia stuff recently. I was watching it, so I hope the best for uh, for both of them and their family. And I hope the best for Australia generally, man. I know we have a good amount of listeners down there and uh, you guys are sending me crazy stuff all the time. So hoping for the best. Canine the Cat says constitutional lawyer and teacher at Liberty First University, Chris Ann Hall. Kamala Harris is not eligible to be VP or POTUS, not a natural born citizen. Yeah, and uh, Chris Ann Hall is part of the reason why our friend Frank over at Quite Frankly got the, t- the three-month streaming ban as far as I understand. But yeah, uh, they did a whole segment talking about that, which I thought was very interesting. I think Chris Ann Hall is very interesting on constitutional topics generally. I think that um, she's, I, I find it very hard to argue with any of her perspectives. I think she's got a rock solid originalist perspective on the constitution. And the question here is if birthright citizenship is in fact the incorrect interpretation of the 14th amendment, which birthright citizenship is the standard. Now there's a legal question there. As far as I understand, I don't know that the Supreme court has ever adjudicated it. So I think the question is still outstanding. Someone can correct me on that. But point is, if birthright citizenship is not the intent of the 14th Amendment and is therefore not a thing, and Kamala Harris's parents, who were immigrants and may or may not have been citizens at the time of her birth, if they weren't citizens and birthright citizenship is not a thing, that would call Kamala Harris's eligibility to be president of the United States into question. And also vice president, since how can you be vice president if you're not eligible to be president? Those are all actually very serious questions. Um, there's kind of multiple layers to them. But of course, this is one of the things that Susan says you can't talk about along with questioning the World Health Organization and all that sort of stuff. It's not conspiratorial stuff. Agree with it or not. I, I always hate when that thing is that question is painted as conspiratorial. It's not conspiratorial. It is an undecided legal question that we should hash out because what our constitution says and means that's some of the most fundamental, important political questions we have, but we're going to treat it as though it's automatically uh, wrong or hateful or whatever else. Chris Ann Hall. I know she got banned from Twitter too recently. I'm not sure if she's back, but uh, generally she's, she's got awesome perspective. I love listening to her. So maybe I could talk to her sometime. I should probably reach out. Brian Bissell says, uh, what will the media report if Biden 
What will the media report on if Biden is elected? No more coronavirus, no more climate change and racial equality. CNN will go out of business. Yeah, seems so. I, I, that seems reasonable. I don't know if they can't bitch about Trump anymore. Forget Biden. If they can't bitch about Trump anymore, what the hell are they going to talk about? We'll have maybe we'll find out in real time. Shanique was stunning and brave says, I hate hearing terms like COVID-19, but torn about policing speech when trying to get people to stop perpetuating government propaganda. It's a moral dilemma. What's your take on policing language? Well, I don't think that there's anything wrong with um, if, if you really want to have that confrontation with somebody explaining to them why you think it's a loaded term or a bullshit term. What I don't like is when you actually try to impose and control other people's language. The flip side of this would be, um, I don't like when you use uh, this word that I consider to be a racial slur or a, an anti-gay slur or hateful or whatever else. That's fine. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get to control my speech either. And you can decide with whom you want to associate on that basis too. So how would I make that balance between trying to push back on the propaganda terms versus um, unduly imposing on other people? Maybe the balance there this is sort of hard to say, but um, maybe the balance there is the sort of balance that we talk about when you're challenging someone's perspective generally. It hardly ever works to just tell them they're flat out wrong and expect them to change. What does work with people who are available to move is the Socratic method. It is asking them why they believe what they believe. The likelihood of telling someone to stop using a word because you don't like it and getting them to do that, very minimal. But if you can start questioning them about their beliefs about that word or about whatever issue you're talking about and you start poking holes in good nature by asking questions and getting them to think about those terms and about their reasoning that's probably how you get this done i know it's a slow process but if you actually want to move people that's generally how it happens it doesn't happen by browbeating them and telling them they're stupid or bad people or whatever um blonde might disagree though i wish she was here sometimes she would argue sometimes it works with the female folk just just browbeat them into submission <laughs> i don't know uh socratic method is my preferred my preferred way let's see what else we got i think we're good to uh hop into how hop back into callers we are so let me take a couple calls while we wait for blonde's return dungeon breath is up next dungeon breath you there hey man How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Blonde should be joining momentarily, but uh, for the time oh. being, she's out. Beautiful. Good. And I, was, uh, I was hoping to catch her. Um, yeah, big fan. Uh, first time calling in. Oh, well, thanks um, for calling. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, just got something real quick. First of all, uh, before I get to my main question, um, I'm sitting here cleaning my Glock 43. I'm about to turn around and sell it. If there is was ever a better time to to sell a gun and upgrade to a newer one this is certainly it <laughs> i so, bet yeah yeah uh, i know you uh you don't talk generally a lot about your uh, carry piece but if you haven't i would recommend that you try out the p365xl that's what i upgraded to and hmm. it is a very very nice weapon i've never I, i've never carried a p365 i've handled them briefly uh what's um i assume the xl is not too big though i don't know much about it it is i mean i have reasonably large hands i can't imagine yours are much smaller than mine i mean i'm about six feet tall but the um p365 the standard p365 is a is a little short uh you you got kind of a pinky hanging free Mm -hmm. um kind of like a glock 43 i I guess a little bit so is it just the frame that's different or what else is 
well, here's the thing. That's the cool thing about uh, SIGs in general, the P320 and the P365, both. They have a modular, um, the actual serialized component rather than being the lower is the fire control group. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is drift out the uh, the pin and the beaver tail, one pin, and the entire fire control group pops out and you can swap the grip module over. So, Wow. So you um, can really customize it. I mean, you could make that thing micro if you really want to conceal in summer and maybe already have. Okay. That's, that's yeah, really so, interesting yeah, because so for me, the diff, that's one thing I struggle with is like, uh, as you said, I don't like to be too candid cause I don't necessarily oh, yeah, want people to know, but for me, concealability in summer is very, very difficult. And so s- sacrifices have to be made to achieve that concealability. But I've never I've never thought of actually swapping out the parts on the same piece to achieve those ends. That's pretty interesting. I was not aware of that. I will I'll send you some photos to the uh to your email. Um you definitely should check it out. It's it's really great for uh I mean we we probably have a very similar frame. Mm-hmm. Um so it's yeah, it's hard for me to conceal stuff as well. So the shorter I'm actually running the shorter grip and coyote on a uh on a long slide. So you get kind of a the the longer sight radius, the greater mass, so it recoil, uh, recoil is better. Um, it's, so it's very, very nice. How much uh, are you comfortable sharing? How much, like, how big of an investment that is? Because you got to buy the gun, obviously, but then all the custom parts that you've bought to get the setup that you want. How much did that set grip, you back? The grip module is only thirty bucks. The, oh, that's the it. weapon itself. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's a it's a piece of molded plastic with a yeah, yeah. magazine release. But some well, and the thing it. with Sig though, some of their magazines are like fifty bucks. You know? Okay. Yes. All of the magazines are 50 <laughs> yeah. bucks. You, you can't win them all, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the weapon itself. So I'll, I'll send you, uh, an email basically yeah. on, on how to catch one. But I mean, they've been popping up on the, on the reg. Well, that's the thing. Buying now and, is one thing, but, but it's something I have, uh, interest in, in the general future for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have a pretty foolproof method. I'll, I'll okay. Yeah. Email. And, uh, but, uh, blonde is back if you wanted to, uh, have a chat with blonde and to answer your question about six uh i've i've been seeing xls for under 600 um between uh, 580 and 630 so really not bad okay um, obviously an optic would be more if you choose to go that route but yeah i i don't i don't i've never carried with an optic and i don't think i would but i guess it's nice to have the cut if you want the option Exactly. Yeah. And the uh, the sights that come on it are straight up the nicest sights I've yeah. ever seen on a on a gun of that size at all. Anyway, hey, blonde. Uh, hi. My girlfriend's here. Uh say hi. So <laughs> a little while back, uh the pretty much the only time I've ever super chatted, she um I was saying that uh that she hasn't admitted her love for you yet, but she will. And you said you'd get her eventually. And have did I get her? You got her literally a week later. Wow. Yes. What we was it? There, I, I forget exactly, but we were sitting there watching the stream and, and she she let slip. So I just wanted to wanted to give you the W on that one. Very good. Yeah. Good girl. And, I guess I don't have a... I'm sorry, I won't eat up all your time. I was going to ask about a general libertarian party uh-huh. uh, question, but uh, I imagine that might run kind of long. I might. might I haven't looked that later. closely at Joe Jorgensen just because oh. there's too much Black Lives Matter propaganda for me to care. I'm sorry. I understand that you. she has... It's like, I get it. Okay, you want police reform. That's fine. But sorry, Black Lives Matter is not separable from the Marxism. Okay? It comes... It's a package yes. deal. No more Black Lives Matter fists. I'm not... I'm bored with this. 
Yeah, that's in, I mean, her straight up, um, straight up heriting, uh, what's his name, Ibram Kendi or whatever, the anti-racism Oh, did crap. she? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, not enough to be uh, passively anti-racist. You must be anti-racist. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Sorry. I, exactly. I want to give the Libertarian Party a look. In fact, I think I'll vote Libertarian for Montana governor because our candidate's really cool. But I am not yeah, voting and, for Black Lives Matter shit, dude. No way. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's kind of my thing is uh, I have some very dear friends that are uh, that are real hard on the Libertarian train, and I just don't understand, like, I, and that's what I've kind of been trying to sway them on. I was like, if they would run more like local level or uh, local level, you know, state level office type stuff like that, I'm super down for it. Like I want a libertarian, you know, person holding the purse strings. Yeah. Less so I, I don't need a libertarian figurehead that is then going to be stymied at every single juncture. Yes. Yeah. And anyway, but long story short, um, pleasure meeting both of y'all yeah Glad thanks thanks for the intel man i didn't realize those were as cool as they are so now i'm uh now i'm intrigued so i look forward to your email <laughs> i'm glad i could sway you but yeah yeah be on the lookout i'll send you for sure breaks. thanks man and congrats Bye. on the baby oh thank you <laughs> bye we did have a chat for you too but i'm just gonna lump it into the uh, questions at the end of the show it was a, a oh, question okay. for you so we'll get to that uh and shortly actually we only have time for a few more callers topsy is up next topsy you there hey can you hear me yeah what's on your mind hey so uh really grateful to be calling in uh i love the show i just wanted to say thank you for the sanity safe space oh well thanks Aww. for calling in thanks my wife and i have been huge fans of you guys for quite a while blonde we've actually been fans of yours since living in libtards usa so all those <laughs> years ago that was a long time ago. I don't ago. even know like that. Five what's years what's ago. that reference? It's my first video. I, that's your first video on YouTube. I don't know if I ever saw it. Maybe. I don't really? know. Really? I guess I go back and oh, watch yeah. it. It's got to be up. Did, like, or did Susan take it down? No, it's up. It's, um, I, I'm filming like on my laptop and it's moving around because it's just sitting on my, my lap. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's really bad. That video. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we became instant fans just because we, you know, we live in Seattle, not too far from the People's Democratic Republic of the Chaz. And so we totally Oof. connect with the message. <laughs> I feel for you. Have you guys, how long have you guys yeah. been there? A long time. I mean, so you've seen uh, the decay. Was, yeah. Yeah. My wife was born around here and, and I immigrated over here about 20 years ago. Where did you come from? Uh, the Soviet Union. Oh, like really? I thought you were going to say you came from a different yeah. state. You mean like you came from, you came from yeah. far away. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a real personal vendetta against communists, if you know what I mean. Wow, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just want to say thank you for the sanity safe space, and also I wanted to give a, a shout out to Dangerous Spaces. I think he's a mod on your yeah. Discord. Yeah. 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 He's uh, he's been awesome, man. He helped me acclimatize. This is my first call-in show anywhere, so. Thank Sweet. you for that. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot of help um just uh by the out of the goodness of his heart. So we really appreciate it. And um and yeah, I'm I'm glad that he's helping you guys out cuz I know that uh well, you tell me, but I know that disc at least I don't think Discord is a very uh immediately user-friendly system. It's kind of confusing and a little intimidating. Um yeah. but it, you know, it's the best system we have. So I appreciate that he's helping people figure it out. Yeah, you know, he, he rocks, man. He walked, he like held my hand the whole time. It was great. Seamless. Very cute. Um, <laughs> oh, and just, uh, I just wanted to give a, a, a quick note to, to that El Vaquero guy who called in yeah. and I totally agree with him. Listen, if Matt, if you lived out here, you'd, you'd be, be all for the right wing death squads, man. You'd, you'd be. 
maybe maybe I down. need to just spend a couple of weeks, man. I get to enjoy yeah. it all yeah. from the uh, distance perspective of the internet. It's very luxurious. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, my wife and I keep saying like that, that one quote from Game of Thrones, like 10 good men and we could end it in a weekend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, let's, let's just jump in the question. I, I don't really want to take up more time. Sure. So we wanted to ask you about, uh, voting efficacy because we've been debating whether or not we should, um, you know, start, start voting. And we've been, we've been kind of on the ANCAP side of things. Uh, we don't really agree with democracy, but things are getting so bad now that it's kind of coming up and we have a lot of roots here. We've lived here for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I just am really conflicted about it. So we kind of brought it down to four options. Um, we can either vote pragmatic and go with Trump or we could uh, vote our conscience would have been, which would have been Kokesh, but I guess will be the libertarian party. Um, we could vote the acceleration ticket with Biden or, uh, or just keep not voting because, you know, democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on dinner. So I hmm. uh, just wondered what your thoughts were on that. I mean, I was uh, an accelerationist before this, but now I'm just going to, I'm probably just going to vote for Trump. I don't know what to do. I mean, I keep feeling like if we could just have a little more time, but yeah, that's not going to help us. Is it? It's not. Well, it, it, it might if there's a fifth vote option here for you, is the option of voting with your feet available? Are you guys thinking about getting out of there at all, or are you Seattle till the end? Well, I, I mean, we've got a lot of roots here. we got family here. Mm -hmm. I mean, this really happened around us, you know? Like, everything is rotting around us. And, like, I, you guys should know, like, Seattle's not a hellscape that a lot of the conservatives portrayed as. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of right-wing people that are hiding their power level. I work in the tech sector, and I've learned the spot people that are hiding their power level and there's mm. a lot there's a lot and you can because they use certain uh, at least what i noticed when i live in seattle i'd find people that use certain internet terminology conversationally yeah. and i'd be like i know like when i hear people uh say like karen in a derogatory way now like i know yeah. that they are in this realm of Although the world you never know because karen has been wrecked that term has been taken over by the leftists karen three months ago i suppose yeah yeah, a degenerate is one that spots that like lets me spot him. Uh, Cuck. Yeah. To be to yeah, be square yeah. with your question, I would say if you think that there's value in buying time to get out of there or something that you can pursue, something that you can buy with that time, buy the time. If you if you don't think that you're leaving Seattle and you think you're in it till the end and you want to you want to build something on the wreckage that's probably inevitable, I can't believe it. But I I'm I'm on the yeah. cusp of urging either abstain or accelerationist that's that's, that's actually no actually um just uh, to that note sorry to interrupt but yeah, yeah. the acceleration ticket is not as crazy as a lot of people might think i mean my parents survived the collapse of the soviet union yeah. and i mean if you can just tolerate the gangs for a little while like and and the gangs calm down like they like people fear gangs but the russian mafia was like keeping order you know like mm. a lot of people actually respect the russian mafia because they kept order in the city i kept goods flowing i mean it's not it's not going to be necessarily what you think. It'll be a collapse. Things will kind of go to shit for a little while and then it'll be fine. So, I mean, that's not it's a viable option. I mean, the Soviet Union, like Russia's Russia's doing OK now. Yeah, Just, I, I hate to be so pessimistic, but to me, places like Seattle, I mean, there are ships that I think can still be turned around. Can Seattle be turned around? Ooh, you know, I, I don't want there's that a job. lot of. 
there's there's a lot of people hiding their power level. If there was a Make Seattle Great Again campaign and they could survive the, you know, not get snuffed yeah. out in the crib, something, well, I don't know. If you believe that, then maybe if, if you if you think the, that there's power in those guys, maybe the time is valuable. Maybe the time is valuable maybe. and you vote Trump and you try to salvage what you got. Yeah, it's been a huge conflict for me, especially considering, you know, the libertarian and cap leanings. I just, I don't know, we're, we're kind of in a, in a kind of, decision point you mm. know so yeah all right well all the best with the big decision man um yeah thanks <laughs> thanks, a thanks lot. for the kind words and thanks for calling in yeah thank you yeah, thank you have a good night well, really white pill show tonight i've been a lot of a lot of good calls yeah uh, admiral gunders admirable admirable admiral you're good to go if you're ready let him hang on a second Mike yet. Uh, Kylie is up after that. Me? Yeah, go for it. Oh, hey guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, well, thanks um, for calling. So, yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm just curious about is I, I'm a California native, been here my whole life, obviously watching everything. I'm going to fall in the shambles like the Seattle guy just now. Mm. I, I guess my bigger question is how do you guys balance, you know, feeling that, you know, moral indignation, like, okay, these things are wrong and I should say something? Also, part of it's like, you know, at some point you have to let go. There's no point fighting a fire if everyone's throwing gasoline on it. Yeah. Where's the, where's the line between keeping those principles and morals, but also you know, accepting reality and just being like, okay, this is kind of how it is and not getting, like, I guess, too upset about it? Well, I don't think that you should accept things that are fundamentally immoral or or in direct violation to your conscience in that way. I think, I think that the, the line there again, to the theme of the prior call, I think that the line there is you leave. And I know that yeah. that's really uncomfortable. I don't breaks my heart. I, I don't want to leave Montana either, but there are people moving in here do what you gotta who do. are making that a likelihood in the future. Anyway, I think that's probably the answer. Cause I don't think you should sit there and accept this degeneracy as your lot in life. It's not, these people are immoral. They're wrong. And you should Build something better for yourself elsewhere if you can't overcome them. That's true, but you also have to like embrace the small joys in life. You know, we have a finite amount of time here, and any number of us could be dying at this very moment. I mean, we we have to still keep living, mm -hmm. and it's really easy to be like, uh, "Fuck it, I don't care. I'm just gonna." It's it's easy to be hedonist in this environment, even if you're on the right, mm -hmm. because it's like, what's the point? What's the point of any of this? Um, so, I mean, returning to faith is going to be really important. And, oh, my poor husband. Um, but, yeah, we, we do need to keep fighting as long as we possibly can. What, uh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking you want to are you in? Uh, are you comfortable sharing where in California you are? Yeah, I'm in, like, the Modesto Central Valley okay. area. So, I, I'm, like, probably one of the few somewhat conservative areas. I mean, it's no Orange County like it used to be. Yeah. It's until it's the, definitely kind until of the dead people from 50 years ago kept voting in Orange County or however that happened. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but having that, it's really kind of there's that Christian perspective. It's like, you know, pray for the things and work towards the things that you can change, but accept the things that you can't. So I, I definitely agree. Like, I don't have to change my principles and call things out when I see it. But it's really the whole like, how, how do I accept it enough? Because it's like, I don't want to give up family, even though it's like, yeah, the smart thing to do is to vote with your feet. And somewhere where i will feel online i guess with a community that fits what um so i try to i'm oh, sorry go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you finish your oh no it's 
Yeah. Uh, so it's like I try to find a community through like church groups and other things where it's like, okay, we at least have common ground, even if voting wise, there's no way we're going to have general moral values with the rest of the population in the state. I've come to accept that. And it's like, okay, how do I make the best out of what I have? Well, and I think it's, um, I think it's a trajectory thing too. I, I don't want to be interpreted to mean that because you uh, are are witnessing all sorts of degeneracy and immorality and wrongness today, that means you leave tomorrow. Sometimes there's something to be said for building something like you're talking about, building community, building relationships where you are in pursuit of something better, maybe elsewhere in the future. As long as you're on that trajectory toward what you believe to be moral and just and right, I think you're on the right track. I just Yeah, but- and there is a certain level of acceptance that all of us have to achieve here. Like, that things might not get better in our lifetime, but we do have to accept some things. About Could this. be, but I just don't want to accept. I, I wouldn't encourage anybody to accept just L's across the board. You have sacrificed everything in your life for the sake of peace or, you know, just, uh, just going along to getting, to get along. Maybe that's the key though, to building something new, like accepting that it's over. Hmm. And, and I wonder how long, like, how long should we keep trying to fight for this? And then at what point should we be like, it's, we have to just build something new. Hmm. Like, what, what's the line here? Because I'm not going to fight to the death for America when, when we could build something new. Well, obviously uh, a, a deep talker, Admiral. So we'll have to, we'll have to leave it there, but I appreciate the thoughts and, uh, and good luck, man. I, uh, I really, yeah. between the fires and the politics, I really feel for you guys in California, man. Uh, and I hope uh, for better days ahead. One quick plug in. So, sure. Matt, I know you're kind of looking in that uh, journey of faith thing. And one thing mm-hmm. I like, a very research logic oriented guy kind of person. So, I think Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh and Sean McDowell, both PhDs, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. went to basically every theological question from ethnicity to writing practices to scribe versus writers, um, you know, documentation and all these other things. I find it interesting and it leads more of uh, the title implies. There's just evidence that leads you to a decision that you have to make. Sure. And whether or not you choose it is they don't they don't want to force it. It's a whole it's kind of leaving a lot of open ended things if you don't really consider it. Well, that sounds very interesting. I'll have to check it out. It's uh, it sounds like it's uh pro- it sounds pretty aligned with my general path on this uh, on these sorts of yeah. questions. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. I uh, I mentioned Kylie earlier, so we will give Kylie last word before we hop into emails. Kylie, you there? All right, we'll let uh, let Kylie hang out, and uh, we can hop into questions. The leftover, uh, well, I should say, thank you to our callers tonight. And uh, if you're if you're uh, trying to call in, you're having trouble, uh, or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Would call in show question in the subject okay. line, but I think uh, I think Kylie's good to go. You there, Kylie? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Loud and clear. What's on your mind? Oh gosh. Okay. Cool. I was having a total freak out moment over here. <laughs> but you made it through um, the Discord maze, so congratulations. Good lord, for a girl, that's not that easy, honestly. <laughs> Round of applause. Um, well done. Thank you. <laughs> What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to say because. Blonde missed the first time Red Falcor told his story. Mm-hmm. And it was, I just think if you could go back and listen to it, his wife in the background is, she is just so happy. It's like, I, it made me cry when I heard Aww. it. Um, 
it was just like the sweetest. I mean, cause just think of your husband. Like I was thinking of like, I don't know. Um, it warmed my heart. So that was really cool. Um, and I'm glad I have blonde hairs. I was worried that she'd be on a break when it came to mine. And I don't really have much to say to Matt. So <laughs> That's fine. Um, That's fine. But Yeah, I just wanted to say because in the past, I think blonde has shared that she felt a little bit not so confident with raising kids right now. And um, but you have to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's this, I don't have kids yet. It's obviously like what we want to do, but I've been listening to a parenting podcast, just planning for that called Courageous pa- Parenting. And it's um, raising kids in an uncertain world. And I thought that was kind of a, the things that they say in that are very helpful. So. What is it called again? Courageous Parenting Podcast. Oh, okay. That really sounds like what the with the doctor order. I'm really struggling yeah. with like what her life is going to be like. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just have a lot of anxiety surrounding having more kids and, and like giving it up to God and relinquishing control. I'm, I'm having a really hard time with that. Uh, but it's, it's hard knowing that your child is going to have a harder life than you. Like it's, it's just a difficult realization as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll definitely look into that. That sounds like something I would <laughs> would need to hear yeah I think it will be great because they have 10 freaking kids and they raised them in the I think they're in Bend but they just decided to do strategic relocating is what they're calling it so they're moving to Idaho with 10 kids and that really makes me think of all the excuses my husband and I are making right now to not make the move um but anyway i did want to say to matt that i do love the music intros <laughs> oh well thanks i appreciate those yeah thank you good work <laughs> and um what else i did i guess i was just thinking to some of the people that called in like i'm in western washington mm. and i'm not in a super liberal area which is weird but um in making the move as like I own my own business and I freelance, I was just trying to think of like, when you move to a new area, if there's a sanity safe space for people who are looking for jobs and don't want to join the the devil and <laughs> accidentally enter into one of these horrific um, critical race theory workplaces. Yeah. Do you guys have any idea if there's communities like that? Is that this community? Uh, I think that this is a small piece of that. We have kind of our nice little quarter in the internet and, uh, and we do have uh, the networking through this show has been incredible. I don't know if it's a viable yeah. path to a job. It could be, but certainly we have our kind of little active meetup groups and things like that. There is also, uh, have you seen this project called, I don't know how viable it is or how it seems pretty early, but it's called, um, something like unwoke jobs or something. It's basically uh, the concept is like a monster.com or a place where you uh, employers and employees meet people searching for jobs and people offering jobs. But the idea is it's only for not woke people, like not woke jobs for not woke people. That's, that's a real thing that's launching right now. Um, But yeah, is there like a place to go to with certainty to find like-minded people? Hmm. Oh man, that's uh. That's tough. That's probably, uh, I, 
I think it's I think it's probably like online. I think it's like dating right now. It's like an all of the above type approach. I would probably yeah. try to check all the boxes if I was doing something like that, because I don't think that there's any one that's really a certainty. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I just ex exhausted all my time here. But the other thing I was thinking of is where we move, I'll have to find a new doctor. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. can I find one that is not going to try to ram down their stupid ideas. Not going to make you transition to mail. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, just throwing that where, out there. Where are you guys thinking of going? Well, um, for years we've been doing road trips in your neck of the woods. So, Oh, really? Um, like Bozeman specifically or just Montana? Oh, not you, Matt. Oh. Sorry. One. <laughs> ah. Oh, my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we haven't been to Bozeman. I don't think we've driven that far into Montana, but we're definitely just weighing out the pros and cons. And just even just for recreational purposes, that's we haven't done much in the Rockies. So we're just interested in that area more generally. I think you'd be pretty safe uh, networking in that, that part of the country. I think mm -hmm. I think you guys would do pretty well. Yep. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you well, for the call. Anyway, I just wanted to um, say thanks. I'm glad I got in here last. Yes. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to figure this out again. So <laughs> well, it was a thanks pleasure. Thanks for calling. We and, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, all the best to you and your family. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. We will end it there. Uh, appreciate all the callers tonight. And uh, let's hop into the questions. The leftover chat for you was uh, from Luke. Said, been seeing a girl for a month now. She's clueless about politics. So she meets blonde's criteria of being moldable to vote for whomever I want. Any other criteria I need to look for? Oh, geez. I mean, that's a really personal question. But as far as, uh, well, I guess I just interpreted it on like the politics or worldview end is um, for, from your perspective is a, is, is someone who's neutral about politics or philosophy workable? Yeah, totally. So you don't need affirmative similar values. You just need a blank slate. Yeah. Okay. Do you really want to be a, with a woman that, that deeply cares about politics? It's like, it's so annoying being married to me. So annoying. <laughs> Only in so far as they were a reflection of values. Um, yeah. And both, like both me and my fiance are very political, politically observant people, but it's a reflection of values. So we don't really debate. There's not a lot of debate and I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where we debate all the time. No, but some people like that. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, but some people have personalities where they need to have high conflict relationships mm -hmm. or like me, um, or they need it for like sexual energy. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know what, what you need in your relationship, man. But I, I would say that you have the best chance of success if um, she is just a blank slate. <laughs> Good for Luke. Yeah. Anon says, uh, what advice do you have for an honest journalist stuck in a profession gone sour? Stay with it or GTFO. I've got 25 hour or 25 years on the job. And for the first time, I'm not proud of what I do. Holy cow. That's, that's a bold statement. Um, you should always be proud of what you do. And if you're not proud of the product that you're producing, I guess I'd need clarification. Is it your product or is it the product of maybe the organization for whom you work? Those would probably be different things. But if you're being asked or forced to produce things that yourself that you don't agree with or aren't proud of, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you'd carry on. In, in But it's also like a, a time of economic uncertainty. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of factors in this question. How risk averse are you? How many people are dependent on your income? Yeah. Um, if, but if like you're a single man and no one's depending on your income and you feel like this is making you feel dirty, then I jump ship. And I don't, uh, uh, you say you've got 25 years of experience. That to me implies that you're in more of a legacy media type job, but I don't know. But if you're, let's say you're working for a local paper or a local TV station, or I don't know, maybe you work for CNN. I have no idea. However, uh, all, all I'm saying is if you've got the chops, if you've got the credibility, if you've got the know-how, I mean, it's, uh, we, we made a quote unquote, I don't, I don't ever characterize us as journalists because we're not doing original fact finding. We're talking about other people's fact finding. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is it's it's never been easier to self-publish your own work as a That's as an too. independent journalist as an Maybe independent fact finder. Yeah. So never doubt uh, what what opportunities are available to you. But uh, certainly, if if you're not proud of what you do, uh, unless unless the risk would destroy your family, I think you got to reevaluate. That that's such a terrible statement for anyone's job. Because it, it's is, one, um, well, sorry, oh, sorry. I, I just that that's. That statement just hits to me because it's Sucks, not, I know. it's not, um, it's not that you have to love your job. I guess I would want to clarify. Are you ashamed of what you do? If you're not proud is maybe like not it. the same thing as ashamed, but uh, no, he's probably understating it though. Maybe. I don't know if there's, if there's shame and regret about what you're doing, uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't sell out your conscience in that way. This is Curly Q. Did you hear the Kamala Harris statement about the riots continuing until election and past election? Did it ring to you like a threat if Trump's get, if Trump gets elected? Um, I hate the term dog whistle because it was like invented, not invented, but because <laughs> you're the chief you, dog whistler in town. Yeah, it's utilized by the left. Uh, <laughs> although we, I, I do dog whistle just constantly, like. <laughs> Like me talking about Ben Shapiro is a straight up dog whistle that doesn't get picked up algorithmically. It was very like, insensitive to cowboys. That conversation. So insensitive to cowboys. So so I think that there's some there's some fairness in that. But um, but the left does this all the time too, like all the time. Sure. I uh, and I think that that we're getting a lot of that, uh, and a lot of it around the the masks and like I'm getting this vibe from the left that they're signaling to the American people that all these restrictions are going to ease up if we elect Biden. There have been a lot of statements to that effect, and I don't know about this one. I don't think I've heard this specific statement, but that is a general theme of the Democratic Party's campaigning right now. Vote for us and the chaos will end. Joe Biden came out and said, I promise you less hurricanes, less fires, less natural disasters." How? I saw yeah. it's one person's one idiot in the comment section, but I saw what's going on now characterized as Republican weather. We're suffering Republican weather right now. What does that even? As though people are pulling those levers. Uh, okay. But, um, but yeah, I do think they are gen generally running on a theme of vote for us to fix the chaos. And until we're in power, we don't care about the chaos. I don't know if threat is a right word for that, but it's, it's a, it's a soft threat or soft kind of uh what's the term extortion, that, that sort of thing. Do what we yeah, say yeah. and the threat will go away. Yeah. That, and I, don't, yeah. I don't respond well to that. I, I view that as I'm not saying they're terrorists. I think that's too far. But I think it's it's in that theme. It like do what we say and violent threat against you will go away. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't respond well to that. I, I ain't submitting to that. Uh, who's next? Josh. You want to take this one? Do you want me to read it? Uh, go for it. 
Uh, I feel that Black Lives Matter is an attempt by the Dems to segregate and isolate the black American back into a corner once again. Hmm. If and when black Americans begin to think for themselves and vote on personal beliefs and moral value, the Dems surely lose their stranglehold on this voting block by continually, continually labeling our president as a racist and any other conservative that crosses them and labeling whites as a whole in this country racist. They're attempting to corral black voters by stoking feelings of hate and fear where none are due. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that's fairly obvious, right? Uh, but is every time they do, it becomes less effective. Like, I don't think that, I think that middle America still is getting offended by being called racist, but once it's happened to you 4 million times, um, it no longer had, like somebody could be yelling in my face that I'm a racist and I would just feel nothing. I remember when Daryl called me racist and it actually hurt. And now it's like, yeah, now it's like cool, cool story, bro. Yeah like somebody telling me i'm blonde or, or what i'm like <laughs> i have a neutral opinion of you saying something like that about me um, and that's just how it has a desensitizing effect on all people you can't just use the same criticism yeah. over and over it's not an argument and we're still in this stage in the united states where middle america is like fighting back they're like nah i'm not a racist i'm real scared for the left and black people for that matter when middle america is like i don't care what you think about me. I don't give a shit to the other, um, to the other theme of this question. I used to think the, the like democratic plantation talk and that they intentionally wanted to keep black people under control was a little overstated. I, mo- I mostly thought that these are people who have good intent, but it turns out their policies end up harming those people. They're trying to help now yeah. though. I, I don't know, man, I I'm a little warmer to this sort of cynical thought that, no, a lot of this is actually an intentional control mechanism. You look at Joe Biden's statements like vote for me or you ain't black. I know it's yeah. kind of an off the cuff old dementia Joe comment, but I'm starting to warm up to the idea that they it's not about um, good intentions gone wrong. It is about keeping pets and keeping them under control. And uh, I don't I, I hope that's not the case because I think that's a that's a very harsh brand of evil that I don't want to be real, but I, I think there's some truth yeah, to it. It's evil, but we also see the black community being clearly uh, manipulated by the left and uh, they're, they're allowing it. They're, they're the fools of the left. And so I'm like, if you are, if you are, you know, receptive to this kind of manipulation, you deserve whatever happens that to you. Said, like, this is on you. Trump, recent polls have shown that Trump is polling exceptionally well with black people mm-hmm. relative to prior Republicans. Now, we're still talking about maybe 20%. Maybe. Yeah. But that's an improvement from like five. Um, It, it might happen over time. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I think they're, I'm more cynical about the approach here than uh, thinking it's just... Um, it's all just uh, good intentions gone wrong. Anyway, Red says, uh, with all the destroyed and bankrupt businesses ruined by the riots and Corona measures, how many Marvin Haymeyers, Haymeyers do you think we will have following this? I don't know the name. Is that the, oh, the he's guy the, from Tread? He's the, the Killdozer guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to see this kind of vigilante action uh more and more frequently as people feel like there's just it's just anarchy on the left that sanctioned legally there are going to be more people like this obviously well in these days so as far as i understand his case he was going it was that basically city council or local government had 
and ruined him. So he went after government buildings. I think it's more nuanced than that, though. I I went into the documentary thinking I was going to be way more sympathetic to him than I actually turned out Hmm. to be. Like this guy's kind of a terrorist. <laughs> well, I, terrorist. he maybe made some wrong choices, but you got to admire the engineering spirit. Don't For you? sure. Yeah. Uh, I think if it happens, if things like that happen, though, I, I think it's mostly going to be against the mob. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm talking like uh, more intentional car crashes into the the mob type sh- like oh, stuff like yeah. that. I don't know. I mean, I'm getting gonna... to the point. I, I agree with you. Like, I'm getting to the point where if somebody steamrolled over some of these protesters like Roger rabbit style, I, I I don't even know that I would be like, "Eh, they're a danger to society. I'd be like, well, the American here. I, and I think that other Americans are feeling the same way. Like who's going to, who's going to deal with this? Who's going to, who are going to deal with these domestic terrorists? Is nobody going to deal with this? Uh, And, and I think that people are going to start to rise up and think that vigilante justice is the only way. If if the state's not protected, well, it is. If if the state does not fulfill its obligation in in um in upholding justice, then yeah, vigilante justice is the only way, and it will mm-hmm. happen. Oh, our friend Michael Schlecht. You want this one? Michael Schlecht. I think I cut off some of his um. Okay, so he was uh, he had like a whole thing about how he wanted to hate Hamilton, you know the the musical, and then like couldn't make himself hate it. Hmm. Uh, so. Knowing that Manuel Miranda, who is the maker of Hamilton, embraces the party that wants you to fundamentally dismantle the system set up by the people he honors in this musical. Do you ever find yourself struggling to separate the artist from the art all the time? Yeah. All the time. Okay, so you guys know I love Tool so much. I made the mistake of watching the Maynard interview with Joe Rogan and like can't get into this new album. Just I just can't do it because now I know he's fucking retarded. And I wish I wouldn't have watched it. Um, it I, my advice to people is like, try to enjoy people's art and just don't learn anything about, I don't need to know who you are to enjoy your art <laughs> or like why you did this. It's not super important. Yeah. There are a lot of filmmakers like that. And then I find out more about them. And then I see all the propaganda seeping through the screenplay. And I'm like, can't I just fucking enjoy one thing? It's happened to me with virtually every musical artist I've ever enjoyed because of course I've followed them all on social media. I don't know how many I've unfollowed this year, but yeah, sorry, I'm not here for a Trump lecture. I'm here for you to tell me when your new album comes out. Okay. That's it. I don't care about any of that stuff. And whether it's music, whether it's movies, whether it's football, whatever, all entertainment, they have to tell you their opinions now. And so it's to the point you can't even to what you're saying. You basically can't follow them. You have to remove yourself from them and only consume that art product that they make, which is very difficult to do because they won't let you separate the art from the artist. Like Eddie Vedder, I found out that he kicked out somebody that was in Pearl Jam, like an original member of Pearl Jam because he owned it. He owned a handgun. What the hell? What? And I was like, why? (laughs) He just owned one. Yeah, like he's so vehemently anti two way that okay. he like actually kicks somebody out of his band for that. And I'm like, your music's great, and now I know you're a fucking douche, hmm. douche. Uh, thank you, Michael Schlecht. Don't be ashamed. The only thing that you should be ashamed about is that you like a musical, not that specific musical. Um, but you need to punish yourself for that. Incompetent hands. The left has orange man bad, and the right has black pills. How can we tamp down the fear just enough to let some reason in? I got to say, Matt talking about election day is scaring me. Do you think the debates will change anything much? Okay, let's 
take some of these questions one at a time. How can we tamp down the fear just enough to let some reason in? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, fear is not really political. Fear is not really affecting my decision making. I'm not like, like so afraid that I can't make any decisions. I'm like, uh, I'm scared, so I'm going to prepare. I think that it is uh, mobilizing in many ways. Sure. And uh, obviously, I'm I'm pessimistic about election day. I don't think anyone's going to accept the results, and I think it's going to lead to chaos beyond what we've seen already. But I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's fear based. On, I'm 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 watching what is happening in the world, and I'm applying the reason of what's going to happen when this new factor is applied to the existing chaos. I mean, I, I t- trust me. I take no joy in being pessimistic about this as someone who is usually fairly optimistic. I, the other side of it is I don't think that I can be faithful to reason and roll into this election day with rose colored lenses. I think that there are serious philosophical conflicts in this country that are being manifested in all sorts of violent ways across the country. And when you throw in election that nobody believes, ah, Listen, it's already this is already a pretty bad cocktail. That that is going to be toxic. So, I, I trust me. I don't like I don't like saying that either. But I I just I to me I think that is based on reason. I don't think that I'm being fearful. And of course, I hope that that's not the outcome. I I just right. think you prepare for that. Yep. Um. What are the other questions? Okay. Do you think uh, the debates will change anything much? Do you think they'll happen? <laughs> and it, I don't know. Maybe it, it's. It's possible that like that Biden just can't get a sentence out. I don't I I can't imagine being truly undecided in this election, but they are out there. Do I think that it'll change much in terms of the fundamental conflict we actually have for this country? No. Do I think that it will change much in terms of the purported results of the election? Maybe there are people who still have yet to make up their mind and debates might be important for that. Do you think we still have time for both sides or do you think we still have time or will both sides grab their righteous fear and go to war? Well, uh, as I've said, I I think that we have a moral obligation to use our words until we can't. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that throughout. I'm never, I'm not going to take any sort of aggression against anybody else. And I'm going to keep using my words, trying to persuade people to toward what I believe are objectively, uh, right morals and values. And if they still insist on coming to my community to do the sort of things that they've been doing elsewhere, that's when the war that you're talking about starts. But I'm not going to them. I'm not, I'm not going to pick a fight with anybody else. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. They will come. Probably. They're not stopping anywhere. Okay. I'm so fucking sick of answering this question. I don't know how many times (laughs) I've had to answer this question on the show. Oh shit! It's this another is, circumcision like the, one. All right, I'll tap out. This is like the fifth, probably the if fifth. This time one's I've all you. I won't even opine. This is from Halston. How does blonde reconcile her hatred of circumcision? This sounds like some cope because somebody mutilated your genitals, Halston. Um, reconcile her hatred of circumcision with the fact that, at least according to the Bible, is so fucking smart. God was the <laughs> one who instituted the practice in the first place, starting with Abraham. If circumcision is evil, why is it okay when God does it? Okay. I don't know, like, I do know where, the, where it comes from because Abrahamic religions are, are mandated circumcised. I, I understand that. Um, I, I understand the origin, that is. But, but if you look through the Bible, there are, like, hundreds of anti-circumcision verses, like, tons. I just, I dropped one in here, but there are so many 
Google it. Just Google it. I hate to be that person, but I don't <laughs> want to spend 20 minutes on this. But if you look uh, at the anti-circumcision uh, clauses versus in the Bible, like they are abundant. I think that there are seriously like 120. Uh, one, behold, I, Paul, tell you that if you be circumcised, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I think that's pretty explicit. Uh, but I, I don't think that circumcision is some sort of Christian mandate at, at all, at all. I, I don't I don't have a problem like squaring the circle in my mind or anything like that. And um, even if it were, uh, I still would be saying that this that this is immoral. It's immoral. Like we shouldn't be doing stuff like this to babies. They can't consent to this procedure. They can't. So um, even if this were in the Bible and I thought this was some, uh, you know, some something that came down from God, I'd be like, uh, sorry, I'm out on this one. I, I, this is a hill I would die on. I think that I would probably be out on religion, too. Um, Next one's for you, too. Uh, how does blonde, this is Colin, how does blonde feel about being outflanked on the right by critical race <laughs> theory? And do these training documents give her reason to reevaluate the value of progressive political rhetoric? I don't really understand this. It came, um, the email came to my inbox, but it, it had some um, excerpts from like a corporate critical race th theory training. And it was a lot of part of the stuff that was in there was uh, very similar to the African-American museum stuff of, hey, look at these stereotypical white male traits, hardworking, showing up on time. Uh, all that, all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. I think the oh, point so it's like horseshoe theory. The point he's it. making is like, how is it that the hardcore progressive leftists are actually to the right of you on issues of race and traits that are generally corresponding to race? That's sort of the question. I think he's kind of like half joking, half serious because oh, yeah. it is sort of funny. I'm warming up to it, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you see that these um, this group of of black separatists bought all this land in Georgia? I kind of wanted to talk common? about that on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read that and I was like, right on, right on. Like I would never, you know, I, I love that the left is coming to some of these simpler conclusions. Well, uh, yeah, it's just so about, kind of it's about the same rules at the end of the day. I mean, even obviously I believe in certain moral rules about the universe. However, I understand there's some debate about those. And for me, as long as you're someone who says the rules apply to everyone the same. All right, I'll listen for the people who would say that the black the the black compound in Georgia, which is what this is, basically, is, is a a safe space for black people to live at their their mirror image of blonde's compound in Idaho. If you say that that's a, a progressive championship, but blonde's compound would be uh, some sort of inherent evil, I I I can't square that. I'm sorry. Like th those are the same thing. And if people have a right to do that through voluntary association, then they do or they don't. But it's not okay yeah. for black people, but not okay for white. It can't be okay for black people, but not okay for white. You got to pick yeah. one. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. Do you want to read this one? Oh, this is James and Jennifer. So if people forget, James, of course, was um, uh, had the fear of guns. And we've been trying to coach him through this because his wife uh, had picked up a gun or, or they're, they're thinking about how to defend their home and defend their family. So he was trying to work and overcome his fear of guns to become a, a competent home and family defender. So James says, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jen and I were discussing the firearm she purchased and the process for doing so. We both agree that it was far too easy. Wow. She walked into the gun shop, filled out paperwork, submitted her ID for a background check that took all of five minutes, paid and walked out a gun on her. Uh, total turnaround time, less than 30 minutes. Same with acquiring the concealed carry uh, permit, paperwork, fingerprints, 
paid and she's allowed to carry a loaded firearm in public. How does this correspond with the 2A standard of a well-regulated militia? Stephen Paddock owned guns he used in Las Vegas legally. To my knowledge, shouldn't be there some shouldn't there be some regulations to at least try to prevent people like him from becoming legally armed? Well, you were checked for were you are you a criminal? Neither of you are yeah. criminals. Well, I don't know what uh, other than that, if it's a right, then it's inherent to your humanity. Um, what else is there to check? Yeah. Are you a human? Are you a human who hasn't committed a crime? Those, those are the things you were checked for. Th- so this well-regulated language in the uh, Second Amendment, uh, this is a misunderstanding of what the term meant at the time. Well-regulated militia meant properly functioning. Uh, yeah. Well-functioning. It didn't mean the state should have oversight into how this militia functions. The yeah, state should it, have tight it, control. The, the, the language is, is, is unequivocal. I mean, shall not be infringed. I think that if anything, we, we probably require... Uh, too many hoops to jump to jump through. I guess I'd, I'd have to leave it with um with another question for you, James. If you if you feel like it was insufficient, uh, what else should you have been checked for besides criminal status? What I I don't know what else what else would be what else besides criminal status would eliminate a person from exercising their gun rights? Right. I mean, I assume I don't want to. He didn't say this, but I assume that he's talking about uh, mental health. An evaluation of mental health. Now, the well, problem but, that but we you run to, in... Even that's on the form. Have you ever been adjudicated mentally defective? Right. right. Yeah. Um, and none of this would have prevented Stephen Paddock. I mean, you also have to think about it in terms of, of the whole. For every Stephen Paddock, he killed 48 people, right? Um, anything that you do to prevent him from, from you know, developing this arsenal... Uh, there would be a, a a large subset of people that were unable to get weapons and then were killed by their crazy ex-boyfriend or whatever the fuck. Uh, there would be some collateral damage there definitely in this. Now, if you're talking about mental health issues, what's to say that somebody's not going to prevent you from getting a gun because you have generalized anxiety disorder or Asperger's or something like that, mm-hmm. like which James does. I mean, I I don't see a clear way to delineate who and who should not have a gun based on any kind of uh, mental health check, except for the one that's already enacted. Yeah. And, and here's the uncomfortable truth about guys like Stephen Paddock. Let's say that Stephen Paddock had something that prohibited for him from firearm possession. Let's say he was a criminal. Let's say he was adjudicated mentally defective, whatever. He was a prohibited person. He couldn't have the guns legally that he did have. The technology exists, okay? The Making an AR-15, someone with base-level metal machining skills can do this. Once you've put together the Legos yourself and you have the knowledge of how these parts actually are assembled, okay, you're talking about specifically formed pieces of metal and springs, and that's about it, all right? This is not complicated technology, and I agree that people who have shown themselves to be threats against society violently, we ought not to have them armed. I agree with that generally. But if we think that simply telling people they can't have the technology will stop them, I, I don't think you could do that any more than you could ban the car. Okay, The technology exists. People will know how to build them. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. The only thing you can do is allow good people to defend themselves with the same technology that the bad guys have. And I know that's a little uncomfortable. I've had friends of mine say the same thing. I want to live in a world where Las Vegas isn't possible. Okay, great. Sign me up for that world. We don't live in that world. 
And you can't make that world. We live in this world, and in this world, bad people can build tools to harm you very efficiently if they like. The answer to that is to be able to defend yourself very efficiently by preparing accordingly. Ironically, this is one of the things that just hasn't changed that much since the founding. Uh, no, and, and it's it's and this is what drives me nuts about the left too. None of the founding principles are about technology. They're about timeless, eternal truths. Right. It doesn't matter wh- whether you got Twitter or whether you got an AR-15. The, oh, I know. The fundamental truth of the right is technology independent. It has nothing to do with that. I know this is trite now because I've said it so many times, but like just the the idea that the founders who were some of like the greatest thinkers in the history of mankind, like high IQ white individuals, could not foresee that there would be technological advancements across the board is so fucking retarded. Like I, I can't believe people make this argument. Like they couldn't have, they, they saw a technological advancement within their lives, especially in weaponry. Like obviously yeah. something would exist that was entirely different in a hundred years, 200 years, 500 years. And they wrote it as such. Thank you. James. I and, I, and again, I'm glad you're going down this path. I, I wish you all the best in your uh, yeah, dude, continued but come progress. On, like, get on board. Hey, James is coming around. James is, is coming he? Around. Because this sounds like a real regression. He's question. coming around, man. Telling you he's getting there. Uh, management says, what do you think we can do about Congress's uh, use of the commerce clause they use it to justify subversion of the Tenth Amendment. They can regulate interstate and intrastate commerce. And the case of Firearms Institute, full total, and in the case of Firearms Institute, full totalitarian control. This is a right up your alley. I don't know a lot about the um, the origin, about the 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 founding fathers' thoughts on the interstate commerce clause and about the court's opinions over time. I over time, I do know that in terms of my political preferences, that. Uh, the interpretation of that clause to apply to regulate or outright ban possessions of all, all sorts of things has been overbroad. So I'll give you an example. Um, in theory, the federal government has the constitutional authority to regulate interstate commerce insofar as, let's say, I want to build an automatic rifle here in Montana. Uh, the federal government could say, you, you can't go into Idaho and sell that. Okay, that would be interstate commerce. It's been interpreted to mean that I can't make that weapon, period, which the state of Montana has tried to get around. We have a Firearms Freedom Act here since 2009 that says if you manufacture, for example, a fully automatic weapon in the state of Montana, that's within our state lines. We don't care about that. The feds, that's not interstate commerce. The feds can't come here and enforce that. Now, of course, the feds will. So it's not like I can do that and get away with it. But that's the question. What interstate commerce has happened? I think that's the that's the same rationale they use for a lot of drug stuff. Maybe not. I might be overspeaking my understanding there. But the point is, if a the federal government should not have the authority to regulate uh, constitutionally to regulate something that is produced and sold strictly within one state. There's there's no that's not interstate commerce in that way. Hmm. Yet it's being interpreted to ban all sorts of things, firearms or otherwise, because supposedly it's interstate commerce i think we we need to get a, a tighter understanding on what that actually means um but I, but i'm not the expert chris ann hall chris ann hall could tell you a lot more yeah. about that uh, henry says what are the topics that you wish you learned more in high school and or college and you think others should also be learning about um history oh, and constitutional values. history and american civics i would say yeah. yes american civics yeah um so many historical events 
uh, I wish I would have learned less about the Holocaust, which I was just I actually didn't constantly. I really didn't learn that much about the Holocaust. I took oh a God. class voluntarily in college, but as far as high school, Jeez. it was not. We were really just learning thing. about it all the time. It was like roped into every curriculum. We read Eli Weasel's Night twice, twice I don't in high school. I've read that one, although I did read Anne Frank's Diary. I remember and we that read one. that. Yeah, it was just like it's so much Holocaust. But in the meantime, I've never heard of the Holodomor until. until That's true. I never. Like I didn't. Years ago. I didn't know what that was until your video. And that was. Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I just got such a shite education in terms of of history it was really biased um so yeah definitely less of that like an accurate representation of several wars a lot of it's not like what i didn't learn but what i learned incorrectly um and then i wish i've made i have a skipped in school series i only have four or five videos on there but uh, i talk about about that and I, I definitely civics i didn't learn very much about the constitution um what else Oh, and then I, I didn't have basic statistics until college. Mm. And that was because I majored in economics. And I think that's really important that all people need to be taking is some degree of statistics in high school. I had statistics in high school, but it was one of those like college courses offered to high school kids. So it wasn't like common curriculum. Um, and when I say American civics, I'm, I'm getting at sort of what you're talking about there. It's not just like these are the three branches of government. This is yeah. how a bill is passed. What I'm talking about is the why questions, the Federalist Papers questions, not just the way our government is structured and, and our concept of rights, but why? What is the mm -hmm. philosophy on which that is based? And some of that, some of that is pretty deep thought for, for certain grades probably. But man, by the time you're 17, 18, I really wish we, we taught our, our young adults, the why questions, because I'm so tired. Like I went on Twitter the other day and it was some blue check bitching about how the state of California has 40 million people and two senators. And then these other 25 states have 40 million people and 40 some senator. Or, no, it was like 23 states have 46 senators, a population of 40 million. California is a population of 40 million and two senators. Maybe some white slave owners didn't have all the ideas. And it's like you, you buffoon the whole idea is that California should not have total domination over everybody else. If so, why would we bother having States at all? Why would we, why wouldn't we just be one giant country? It's those kind of questions where it's like what you think is silly about the structure actually has incredibly deep thought behind it. Yeah. And you don't have to agree. Not that everything is hundred percent correct, but trust me, they ain't there. There are not mistakes in the constitution or our founding documents insofar as nothing in there is accidental. That's what I mean. It's not that, Nothing is, is maybe wrong or subject to debate, but nothing in there is anything but the product of serious and, um, and very long deliberation and serious deep thought. Mm. Anyway, Anon says, uh, have you heard of Dr. Li Meng Yan, a Chinese doctor interviewed last night, September 15th with Tucker Carlson on Fox News. She's the one who says she has proof that coronavirus is uh, leaked from a Wuhan lab, right? That's what she yep. said. Yeah, and then she got showed by Twitter. Oh, they banned her? <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, uh, I think we need to listen to what she's saying. I think it's important, obviously. What is her proof? I didn't listen to the segment, but what did she, what was the I, new... I listened to the segment, and I swear I am going to have to listen to it again with subtitles. I have no idea what she's I saying. did hear, um, I heard it in the background. Someone else was listening to it, but it, it was very heavy accent. It was tough to, yes. it was tough to listen to, but I didn't hear the evidence. Um, okay, let's do some super chats yeah. and get out of here. 
Uh, over on D Live, Silosopher, thanks for supporting the show and gifting subs. Much appreciated. Who was the last one? Um, that's a question for me. Shaniqua, stunning and brave about uh, the term COVID nineteen was the last one. Yeah, I say it, but I shouldn't. Um, Black Magic pitch meeting, Cuties edition, producer. You had a movie for me, writer. Yes, sir, I do. We'll have underage teenage girls forming a naughty dance troupe. Producer, underage girls are tight. Oh, I that one's too far, man. That was that one's too far. Mabmo says redacted quantum football. I'm surprised that Nashville has two kosher restaurants. Cincinnati is the home of one branch of Judaism and is down to one. <laughs> well, I, I, I had put thought to that. Actually, I figured there must be a significant Jewish population or presence for Nashville to be on the board. But I don't know. I mean, I assume that 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 had to be part of the consideration. Ugh. Nashville people will have to tell me. I've, I have no idea. Uh, X what what is this supposed to be? I think um, just to X, confuse you. <laughs> yeah, happily gotten into the RC tonight. Um, then El Vaquero watches video. Good Lord, Hannah R. Arendt, author, called that the banality of evil with regards to Eichmann. If it's the if it's the cartel violence montage I was talking about, yeah, dude, it yeah. can't be unseen. I, I it, it's psychologically damaging. It. Uh, Jason Bolt, we need to build something new. I'm with you, Jason. Uh, Bare Bones, I was having similar anxieties about the future of my kids in 2016 and discovered a certain podcast that gave me new a new faith in millennials. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I appreciate the, uh, the optimism tonight, guys. It is nice to hear. And, I know. Uh, Have yeah. you seen that video of that um, Gen Z guy who's like, he's at an airport or something and these two women are harassing him about his mask? No. And he's like, I don't need a mask. I'm not sick. Would somebody that has a virus look this good and he dances backwards? <laughs> that's and I think the kind his shorts of shit, say what, virginity rocks. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of shit Gen that Z, needs to like, be done. Um, yeah, it's not. You. I appreciate that because, one, it's the courage to defy the the uh, the conventional wisdom and the nonsensical orders. But beyond that, the ability to do it in a trolly, funny way. I mean, that's. That's how the right won in 2016 with Trump. It wasn't just that they had the truth and kind of an admirable resistance or defiance. It's that they had wit and charm and humor. That's how they won people like me. Yep. And so. Oh, my husband just texted me about the baby. Um, you good? Or you... I'm going to have to go feed her again. She's, okay. she's had a rough day. We were up all night. But there is one question that I needed to answer before I left. Sure. It's the person that. I ragged on for that circumcision. Okay, user 799. For the record, I wasn't arguing whether or not it was mandatory. My argument is that if circumcision is immoral and yet God condone it even temporarily, then logically God cannot be moral. Sorry I ragged on you. I've just answered this question. Just It's a soft spot. Well, I don't know. It, it is. It's, it's, it, it, it's, I don't know how many times we've had this conversation in detail, yeah. Um, I mean, I understand your logic, but that same logic also says that if God wanted man to be circumcised, why would he create the foreskin in the first place? And then um, uh, why only circumcise Jews? Like if you are a Christian, you don't believe that Jews are the chosen people, then why would you circumcise? Why? I don't understand it, even from a religious perspective. I've never, I've never put any thought to the scriptural basis for circumcision. <laughs> The reason that most people circumcise outside of Judaism is cultural. I don't think it's religious. I mean, all, 85% of millennial men are circumcised. How many of them are, are actual Christians? I, I it's th- not I think that probably, high. I mean, it's, not, it's not a that minority. High. I think that it's just like, 
I don't want reasons like, you know, the medical reasons that permeated the medical community in the 80s, like it reduces STD rates, which is not true, except for HIV. And even that, if you're not a homosexual or an IV drug user, you're not going to contract it. So why does it matter? Um, or reduces the risk of penile cancer, which is a cancer just for old men. Uh, there's the cleanliness argument, but I think most people just did it because they didn't want their boys to be um, weird, like ostracized. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, I'm going. I'm going. Um, All right. Anyway, I got a, I got a boogie. Sorry, I'm out. All right. Early. Well, have a good night. We'll catch you on Sunday, and uh, thank you guys for your patience. I will round out super chat. We'll call it a show. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Okay. Um, go back down to where we were in YouTube. And actually we have a couple more in D live elephant man says the founders were constantly innovating. Jefferson and Franklin were inventors, um, bright minds, bright minds are always thinking about, uh, about ways to improve the world around you, about ways to improve your life. No doubt we could use some of that these days. Uh, dangerous spaces question. Presidents can only serve two terms, but you can be vice president for two terms and then president, by the way, always happy to help the new callers where I can. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. As far as I understand, um, it's only the president that is limited that has term limits, right? For the amendment. Um, I might be mistaken in that, but I don't think there's any sort of limitation. You could be, could you be an infinite vice president, but only president for two terms? Um, yeah. Uh, I admittedly, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Black Magic says, hey, Susan, I just wanted to know if Brond has a good recipe for German white soup cream or creme assist. Oops, never mind. I found it on a shelf, on a high shelf over there. That one might be over my head a little bit. What did I just read? <laughs> it's that time of night, though. Thank you, man. Eric Burns Marsh says the Republican weather comment uh, remains or reminds me of the 80s when the media blamed everything on the Gipper. So much so conservatives would joke, it rained today, it must be Reagan's fault. Yeah, Republican weather, and you know, again, it was just some random Facebook commenter, not some high-profile politician or anybody that said that, but it's just such a weird... I just can't believe there are people out there who believe that the weather is a partisan phenomenon. But when you are... Uh, I, I, I mean, these people are climate change cultists, and I, I don't say that to dismiss the entire concept of greenhouse gases and things. Um... Uh, but I, what I mean is these people are cultish about that belief. They believe that all weather occurrences, and by the way, I thought climate and weather were different, so it doesn't make any sense to say Republican. Shouldn't it be Republican climate? Anyway, to believe that catastrophic weather events are the direct result of political decisions made by your adversaries, uh, that's cultish to me. Let's see. Um, Darlene says, keeping me sane while in the hospital is worth quite a lot. Fingers crossed home by the weekend. Oh my gosh. Are, um, thank you, Darlene. And I, are you, uh, I know you had chatted before. Are you actually in the hospital? If so, all the best. I'm not, I'm not sure what the nature of your visit is, but if it's you, all the best. If it's your family, of course, all the best. Um, I, I owe you a Bernie here, but my system is all screwed up. I am that. not going to. There we go. Oh, that, I am not going to be niggardly. Now it's back. Thank you, uh, Darlene, and all the best. Uh, hoping, hoping the best for you. Hop back into uh, YouTube here. Manifesto says, what sound is made when a water and vinegar truck collide douche just like Eddie Vedder? <laughs> I, I had never heard the story, so all right. Esoterica Unbound. All the black pill talk sounds to my boomer ears like whining. You should read about the years from uh, six 
uh, from June 44 to June 45, a dark, depressing, climaxing, and truly terrible uh, decade, yet my grandparents didn't didn't bitch out. Well, who's bitching out? I, I, I don't think that uh, anybody's bitching out here. I think we're talking about the best way to navigate uh, the situation. And I don't know how you look at the current state of what's going on and think that any of it is encouraging. Um, and so I don't, I don't think it's bitching out to... Uh, to have discussions about how people can best prepare to defend themselves, how people can be prepared for, for potentially tough times. Um, I think that's just wise, regardless of whether the tough times manifest, but I don't, um, I, I know that things sound pessimistic. I don't think anybody here has been advocating, just lay down and take it. I think all of these conversations are about solutions to restore the sort of society that we all want to build. So I understand where you're coming from that, that past generations have faced significant challenges absolutely but i want to be clear that what we're talking about here is navigating challenge not submitting difficulty uh, i don't think anybody's advocating that kirsten says uh current generation is gen alpha will the next one be gen beta presumably i guess so i guess so will that be my kid maybe uh although i guess probably not because the, the current the alpha generation will last what 10 or 20 years or something like that and then uh, we had the clarification on the circumcision question. Other than that, I think we're about caught up. Let me refresh, make sure we are good. Oh, no, we do have a few more. Let's see. Uh, Holden Mulray says, hey, truth seekers, wouldn't it be funny if Trump swapped Pence for Tulsi just to have her stand on the stage with Kamala? Cheers. Uh, that'd be a phenomenal ticket. And that's I don't have anything bad to say about uh, Mike Pence. I think that Mike Pence is well-spoken. I think he's intelligent. I think he's an anti-Trump insofar as he's a calming... Uh, he, he's, if I had anything negative to say, he's boring, but that's his purpose is he's a counter Trump. He's like a sense of stability and calmness. Uh, Tulsi, I think would be an incredibly wise play, but I don't think Tulsi would agree. I really don't, but, but, uh, you'd have to ask her. I wonder what she would say if offered. Fire Beaver says blonde FYI, Paul uses the term circumcision and uncircumcision to refer to Jews and Gentiles. That verse you quoted has nothing to do with the state of one's wiener. Keep up the great work. We'll have to revisit the circumcision debate another time. And I, uh, I have no expertise to offer on the, the scriptural basis for such things. So I'll have to defer. Uh, Richard Head says, <laughs> NFA and banning fully automatic uh, weapons is unconstitutional. Full auto for all. Um, I agree. I mean, I agree on the 2A front, but specifically as it's implemented right now, I agree on this nonsense of interstate commerce. That is to say, if the state of Montana wants to be fine with me manufacturing a fully automatic weapon in the state of Montana and having it myself and never crossing state lines. Constitution ain't got nothing to say about that, man. In addition to it having things to say about protecting my second amendment rights. So uh, the, yeah, I think the current standard is, is, um, is unconstitutional in multiple ways. That said to our ATF monitor, I would never dream of violating state or federal firearm regulations. And I don't, uh, so just for clarity on that end, don't snipe my dog. Don't snipe my wife. No, I am not interested in assembling illegal unregistered SBRs, SBSs, uh, silencers, uh, fully automatic weapons. None of it. I am not interested in any of that unless of course, properly registered the appropriate federal authorities. Jacob Highrend says if one world government is unfeasible, then why one national? Well, I think in general, you want to decentralize uh, power and authority as much as possible. Things work better with smaller, similar groups. 
And I think the question that you're asking does apply to the United States generally. At what point is a country just too large to get along? How much of that is at play here? I do think there are nefarious uh, Marxist forces at play trying to undermine our value system. But the other side of it is, is a country of 340, 50 million people just too big to get along on common terms anyway? Is it is it even... Um, plausible or feasible to keep that country together for the same reason you can't keep the entire world together can you keep that many millions of people on one giant continent together with any sort of uh hope for everybody getting along well and peacefully i don't know i don't know it, it might be that we've kind of outgrown our system I, I don't know that the founders really had an idea on what the geographical or population limits of the united states might be of course they tried to mitigate against those dangers by keeping most uh, authority at the state and local levels. But even when you do that, even, even if we had uh, authority primarily say in my, in my state of Montana or my, my city here in Bozeman, at what point do I just really have nothing in common with somebody who lives in New York city? And if there's nothing in common, why should we share a country? What, what benefit is that to either party? Those are questions that I think we have to answer. And again, Susan peacefully, Right? I'm not saying like, oh, we have nothing in common, so let's go to war. I'm saying we have nothing in common, so why should we share a legal structure, for example? Why should we share borders? Why should we share anything that are part of a civil society? It's not a warfare thing. Just why should we all live under the same house if there's not really a common basis for the house? Thunderstorm says, uh, learn the truth of... Uh, learn the truth that Central and Eastern Europe knows. YouTube, the communist holocaust in Eastern Europe, masterminded by Aesthetic J. I know basically nothing about the history of that part of the world, so that's probably something I could learn about. Okay, next, uh, McDonald says, Matt, if Biden wins, does censorship get worse or better? Big tech went nuts since 2016, censoring free speech with Biden. Do they relax? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything that's going to turn around social media censorship, regardless of whether they hold power or not. Uh, so I have no faith that, uh, like the Twitters and the YouTubes and all that are not going to, they're not going to change unless they become non-viable in the market. And, and even though competitors are gaining, um, BitChute's doing pretty well. Parlor's doing great. Uh, I think that it's possible that they rise to a level to challenge uh, those companies sometime in the future, but we're not there yet. So absent them losing market viability, expect more censorship, not less. I don't think they're ever going to reverse on this. Mark Duquesne, Duquesne says, uh, Matt, Google Kim Wong Ark and read the actual Supreme Court decision. It's well-written and clearly lays out the legal basis Um and eligibility for citizenship current policy is obvious violation so is is there an actual supreme court case that made a decision on birthright citizenship that i don't know because that's not my area of expertise but oh yeah i've heard of this case the chinese guy in san francisco so this so i'll have to look at this case um i know that a lot of the the writing uh from from legislators at the time that the 14th amendment was passed was explicitly against birthright citizenship, that that was not the intent. And the thing about birthright citizenship, and I'll have to, I'll have to go through the case. So again, this isn't what the court said. This is, this is my opinion on what the language says, but, but if the, if the amendment reads that, you, you know, you're born to, um, 
you're born to uh, citizens or people subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Subject to the jurisdiction thereof is the language in the 14th mm-hmm. Amendment that's applicable here. And that language was put in there to, ex- to specifically exclude the children of ambassadors, for example, just because, say, the French ambassadors are the, in the United States and they have a child or he has a child with his wife while he's here. Is that child an American citizen by virtue solely of being born on American soil? No, that wasn't the intent. So if it's something like ambassadors, children don't get automatic citizenship. Why the hell would someone who crossed the river illegally, why would their child get automatic citizenship? It doesn't stand to reason uh, with the intent of, of the authors of the amendment at the time. So maybe I'll, I'll look into this some more, or maybe it'd be great to talk to Chris Ann Hall because I'd have to read for years to have the understanding that Chris Ann Hall does. Um, this is not any sort of expertise for me. It's just um, something I have interest in. Thunderstorm. Central Europe and Russia knows this info. It's common knowledge. YouTube, the uh, communist holocaust. Or did I already read this one? Maybe I, maybe I did. Maybe I got mixed up. But uh, yes, I will check that out. Uh, over on DLive, Jen Collins says the Constitution is well set up. We don't follow it. I agree. We uh, we generally have deviated from its uh, original vision. Nax McDonald says, Matt, do you hold libertarian views? And have you heard of Sargon Akkad or Styx Hexenhammer? Not only have I heard of them, I consider them both friends. They're both uh, great guys. They've both been on the stream, actually, although it has been a little while. So we should we could probably catch up with both of them. Um, I'm not a big fan of labels. I don't like to apply... I don't like to claim libertarianism. However, if libertarian if libertarianism means that government has a limited and essentially sole purpose of defending and securing the rights of the people, then yes, that is that is my general uh, view that um, that that is government's sole legitimate reason for existing, and it shouldn't do much beyond that sole legitimate reason for existing. So I would say that I have views that align with libertarian philosophy. The libertarian party is maybe the number one reason why I avoid that label because um, libertarian party's got a candidate up there tweeting black lives matter Marxist crap all the time. And that's not anywhere aligned with my views, but yes, uh, Sargon and sticks, both good dudes, both uh, killing it on, uh, on their YouTube channels and on, on BitChute and elsewhere. Otherwise they're part of my daily listens. So yes, good guys. Let's uh let's check uh Streamlabs before we get out of here. We'll call it a night. Um let's see. Bill says I've been I've been listening to some of Chris Hedges' speeches last few days. He's a lefty journalist, preacher, etc. and the amount of fear and loathing he and the audience have for the right wing warms my or at least I assume you mean the right wing, the RW warms my cold heart. Build a tribe, embrace the struggle. Um, am I going to get in trouble for this one? I think this one might be spicy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I this one is probably Susan Bate, Phil. I I can't. Um, I don't know that I can go. I don't know that I can get into that one. Um, it's something. Uh, let's see. I'll characterize the theme. Uh. I think that um, we were talking prior about um, about uh, black voters potentially warming up to Trump or at least abandoning the Republican Party. He is uh, in he he says that that would um, that would certainly warm his perspective. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. That's the best I could do, Phil. Man, you're trying to 
I, th- that was just too far. So I have to move on. I I appreciate it though. And I appreciate your good uh, your good spirit with doing what I can to navigate Susan's world. All right, I think we're uh, we're good, guys. Let me um like YouTube. We'll call it a night and uh, make sure we're good. Oh, we do have one more from uh, Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten says Gen Alpha is 2010 to 2024. Gen Beta is 2025 to 2039. I'll be pretty pretty old. No, what am I thinking? God, my my uh my brain is shot. You can tell. Oh yeah, so if I if I have kids past 2025, you know, we're only 5 years out now. And uh, I don't know how many kids we'll plan on having, but it's certainly possible I have kids past 2025. So the dream is still alive. All right, we're going to call it a show there. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight, guys. And of course, I feel great to have a successful show production-wise. Man, it feels good to relax and not have uh have discord going crazy and trying to navigate all the technical chaos so thanks for hanging out with us we will of course be back on sunday i definitely want to talk about um definitely want to talk about these biden and harris uh gaffes i definitely want to talk more about the the arsons that are going on on the west coast and they they are arsons at least some of them i saw this tulsa police shooting that was nasty who knows we'll see you then